This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. You familiar with Nas Surviving the Times? Yeah. When I think it was like, uh, can you put, can you imagine Russ? Man, what did he say? Can I? Can you imagine? Can you imagine Russell needing a check, man? That's what I was thinking when I was watching this genius documentary. Mm. Like, could you imagine Kanye West looking for a deal, bro, or needing a check, man? At, at this level, dog, like it's so wild to think. And it's funny because Kanye came out the gate telling us all this shit. Like it, it's wild watching uh, Genius and when some of them names. From the scene where he goes to the Rockefeller offices for like the next 15 minute, every name that pops up, he said they name and a story in uh last call. Every one of them, nigga. Carlene from oh, Carlene with and then I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh shit, that's Carlene, nigga. Oh, that's that uh, dog. Like, bro, imagine having the camera on you round the clock the last 20 years, bro. Imagine listening to Through the Wire. I mean, I'm sorry. All Falls Down and fronting on it. My nigga. A year before it came out. Because it's funny. It's not like these were like okay songs that blew after somebody put money behind This them. was Jesus Walks. This was All Falls Down. And this was All Falls Down with fucking uh, Salino already on it. Like, it wasn't like it was Ye on the hook or some shit. Like, I was so amazed by how much... Of this album, if not all of it, was already complete. Bro. Nigga, this was a layup. This was free money for Rockefeller. This, this nigga, and I mean, obviously they eventually got to it, but it's like. And I make my own beats. Like, this don't cost a nigga, This don't this cost, cost you nothing. nothing. Nigga, you want to sign me because I'm a fully in-house act, bro. I don't need no outside shit, dog. <laughs> like, like, do you got to open a budget for me? Nigga. When I'm the producer and I can bro, record. Like, I'm so in-house that I got my own camera. Like, I'm recording my own shit to the... Li- bro. My first rap video came from them, too. Through fam, the Wire. Fam, half of part one of this trilogy was Through the Wire video. The Homeless Lady and Heralds, yeah. like, all that... Man, all right, man, hold on. Let's, let's get to this shit. I got to open it up with my motherfucking song, dog. I've been working this crazy shift, and I ain't yeah, yeah. Ain't shit. I wish I me could too. buy me a spaceship and fly. Man, I swear I did. Oh, I've been working this great shift and I ain't made shit. I wish I could buy me a spaceship and fly. Past the sky. Man, man, oh, man. Oh, if my oh. manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him after I fuck the manager up. Then I'm gonna shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to the gap. Look at my check, wantin' no scratch. So if I stole, what am I fault? Yeah, I stole, never got caught. They take me to the back and pat me. Asking me about some khakis. But let some black people walk in. I bet you they show off they token laggy. Oh, not enough, Kanye. Let's put them all in the front of the stove. So I'm on break next to the no smoking sign with a blunt in the hall. Taking my hits, writing my hits. Bro, this song is so fucking great, dog. I got the vinyl coming mm-hmm. from Amazon for like 25 bucks. Yeah, I got that college dropout vinyl. I actually just ordered 
this is before Genius even dropped that uh, Life of Pablo vinyl. Mm. Um, but I had that college dropout vinyl for me. That might be one of the first vinyls I bought. So, bro, a couple of the homies had these discussions about ranking Kanye albums. Uh, I my love for Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is well noted, well documented facts. But it's always hard for me to to put it over College Dropout because this was such a fam. College Dropout was groundbreaking, you know. And of course, they always say what you was going through in your life when certain albums yeah. come out, it like hits harder for you. Yeah. In two thousand and three, I was twenty one years old. I mm-hmm. stopped going to college. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt this shit so much. Yeah. And it was just super dope. Like, I remember literally when this shit came up. I pulled up on Dan Crib on the side of the whip and mm. played it. This was the fucking shit, man. Bro, what was funny? My best friend, uh, shout out to my nigga Mike, um, <laughs> at the time worked at the Gap. Mm. I was interviewing that day that this dropped. At J. Crew <laughs> up in uh East or up in Lansing and just outside of Lansing at Okimos. Yeah. And it was like Mike had been working at the gap and literally he hate every day he came back to the dorm, then nigga used to be like, Dog, bro, I'm so tired of folding these fucking shirts and you gotta fold them like in the gap way and shit. And like he hate so when we heard spaceship, nigga, it was like, yo, bro, job, this is mind blowing to me. Um you, you talk about albums resonating with, like, a time in your life and shit like that, dog. 2003, second semester of my freshman year at Michigan State. This shit hit so fucking hard. And this album, it's funny. This is how great this album was. It took me years to realize that all the songs that I ever thought was the best song on this album... Wasn't even the best songs on the album. Because by the time I got grown and started listening to Last Call mm. and start listening to the last five minutes of Last Call, nigga, where he get to talking, fuck the rap parts of Last Call. And it's bars all over Last Call. Nigga. 100%. But when that nigga got to talking about it, he told us this documentary in 2003. He literally told us everything we watched on episode one of this doc yeah. in 2003, dog. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I realized, oh, shit, I can't get away from college dropout, nigga. Because this shit keep hitting. Keep hitting. Different points of your life. It keep hitting. Man. Now, how he started this shit off? Drug dealing just to get, get by. Come on, man. Stack your money. Like, we wasn't supposed to make it past 25. Bro. Joke's on you. I'm still alive. We talked Tell about me, it. I uh, didn't see that shit on my 25th birthday like a motherfucker. My nigga. Because, you know, that uh, young black, like, you ain't going to make it past 25. Nigga, joke's on you. Bro, bro. Like, the, he said something in the doc. We're going to walk through the whole shit, but he said something in it when he was talking about being a nigga from South Side of Chicago, being from where he from. But I ain't no killer, nigga. Like, I ain't, that ain't me, nigga. I was in the house doing beats. Like, lock myself in the. Come on. Room doing five, five beats a day, day for, for three, three summers. summers. That's a different world like Cree Summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that made back, earned that made back. Come on, dog. Oh, my God. Man. Yo, dog. So, niggas, if, if, if you know me, <laughs> niggas is very fucking... Jay was talking about his well-documented how much he loved my Dark Twisted Fantasy. It's well-documented how much I fuck with Kanye. So, no, I don't, I don't hide it. I argued with all you niggas during all that shit, the MAGA shit. And never, I never told y'all niggas y'all was wrong for how you thought. But what I always ask niggas is, yo, 
stop being perfect. Because the internet got you niggas too perfect for me, dog. And who told you I'm not perfect? Y'all niggas is fuck, Fam, who told you my opinion being different from yours meant mine was wrong? And here's the thing. Half the shit Kanye, when niggas be having gripes with him and all that shit, I don't personally agree with. But the shit he's saying and doing isn't impacting my life or my ability to understand. Yo, I kind of see why he might think. It's all about perspective. That's it, bro. And like from the the lens that you're looking at certain things from, it may not make sense to you. And you know what's funny, man? I um, cause you know we obviously we about to talk through this doc, but in talking about this doc, we also gonna talk about the man. We gonna talk about the shit happening back then. We gonna talk about the shit happening currently, bro. I posted on Facebook, and as usual with my post, niggas is finding the funny in it. I said, yo, y'all been online the last couple weeks. Oh, Kanye harassing Kim Kardashian. He correct. This ain't funny no more. Y'all laughing. It ain't fun. Y'all been harassing the Kardashian family for 20 years. Hey, listen, in real life, my nigga, ain't nobody being harassed. Like y'all, cause like there are real people who actually get harassed. My nigga. Like, come on, let's cut it out. My nigga. Him he, and her going through he, a divorce. They talking about, yo, he's stalking her publicly. Nigga, cut it the fuck out. My nigga, that nigga go over there and see them kids every day. That's not stalk. My nigga, <laughs> I laughed at one meme that was like, yo, Kanye a wild nigga. He the only nigga that'll tell you how much his ex-wife is keeping the kids from him and the kids be sitting next to him, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's that nigga probably fam, see that woman every day. He going through a divorce. I don't, I haven't been married yet, and I plan to never go through a divorce. I pray I never go through a divorce. But I imagine... That if you married who you wanted for years, like this nigga Ye wanted Kim for a long fucking time. He wanted Kim when he was with Amber. If you get the girl that you wanted for the rest of your life and y'all get married and y'all have five kids and y'all do the thing and it look like it's going the right way and then y'all get divorced. Or if you just marry somebody you fucking love and it come to an end. I don't imagine everybody's going to handle that pristinely, nigga. And y'all niggas is talking to, oh, he doing it. Bro, everything ain't going to be the right thing, dog. I just know that we be reading that stuff with the tone of voice that we got in our head. Man. And we have no idea Man. what tone of voice. And to a certain extent, um, I don't care about his 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 personal and relational. Because, again, how do we impact you? And I don't know what's real and what's not. How do we impact you? Yo, we talking about Kanye and Kim Kardashian. Literally, two of the most famous people ever fucking in life, period. Yo, nigga, what's real and what's not is going to be real hard to decipher between these two motherfuckers. That's dog. a fact. That's just the reality of the shit. But y'all niggas is out here writing think pieces. I will say this. I do not believe that he's stalking her um, or he's being harassing. Like, I don't. Yeah. I think those should be reserved for people that's actually happening to. Bro, you got this nigga. Uh. Where where this nigga go? Hold up. I'm trying to. Did he take it down? Oh, uh, Sean King. Don't don't do that. Oh, here you go. Sean King. You got niggas who y'all don't even agree with normally when they say real shit. Now that they saying something favorable that you agree with, y'all reposting Charlemagne and reposting Sean King. Sean King, I have to speak on this. Kanye West has crossed the line into abuse. Sean King, you don't have to speak on this. You don't. You speaking on it to get the fucking fame of, yo, let me say something with Kanye name on it. Charlamagne, you friends with Pete. Yo, yo, your opinion is... is it's come biased. On. Come on, my It's biased. And more importantly, yo, Charlamagne, you talking about dick riding... What do you say? We dick, dick riding function. dysfunction. That's how we got you for 10 Charlemagne, 
You got two books, dis- Dick Riding Dysfunction, talking about dysfunction, talking about your your mind and your mental health and all, and you made a, a pretty solid fucking living off it, dog. Don't act new, bro. And again, to your point, pizza friend, my nigga. But Charlemagne, Sean King, whoever, all the people. I seen somebody post, oh, uh, Y'all, y'all keep saying Kanye wouldn't be like this or Kanye need a black woman that da, da, da. black women don't deserve to be abused like this. And that I seen a whole post about and I was like, wait, how y'all take Kanye and turn this into like him not being an advocate for black women. And like if he dated a black woman, he'd be putting y'all through Trump. Whoa. I seen this one lady, one, one lady online. We went back and forth. Yeah. Um, she was like. Kanye keep trying to use his black kids and black family in his rants. Um, but I ain't seen him with a black woman yet. So I just kindly said, is his kids not black? Are his yeah. kids not black? Yeah. Doesn't, don't he have a black family? Five of them. Y'all missing a point again. I'm talking about, I'm talking about Kanye, but you put black family and black kids in quotations. Yeah. And you literally are trying you. Th- this post is about black kids. And again, I ask: Is his are his children not black? They look black to me. Y'all, y'all believe whatever y'all want to believe. No, stop making. What do you what 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 was this post about, bro? Then because one now you you fought him for not being with the black woman. Yeah. And then on other posts, it's like we don't need you with a black woman. Yeah. Like, come on, dog. How about you just stop trying to weaponize the term black woman and. Because you can just you can just say whatever you want or make whatever point like it don't everything that you have you don't have to weaponize regular life you don't have to weaponize black men you don't have to weaponize black women or black family yeah like we find we find something and then we'll just run that shit into the ground and not every time you mention it niggas is rolling their eyes because you didn't use it too much yeah yeah it's still like the boy who cried wolf come on dog like you you and now you now you wondering why nobody had no one cares about insert whatever struggle it yeah. is because y'all make everything a fucking weapon and not just that because bringing that point and the Sean King and the Charlemagne thing yo all y'all niggas is jumping on this wave Kanye name popping in the streets right now y'all jumping on the everybody's opinion who give oh Sean King the way he started that post I have to speak on this. Charlotte. No, you don't, bro. Like Charlamagne. I mean, I'm a fan. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, I'll rock Charlotte, I'll rock with Charlamagne. But like, my nigga, you jump started your serious interview career with a long, in-depth interview with Kanye. My nigga. Like my that's nigga. when that's when shit That's changed when you became and Charlemagne, and you open you st- that launched your YouTube channel, your yeah. own specific YouTube channel. And you start sitting down with yeah. with like one on one interviews, yeah. not the Breakfast Club shit. No, 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 not the I'm a pork. That's fun. when it was nigga. Joe was doing the pull up. Joe Budden was doing them pull up interviews, and Charlemagne did that Kanye joint, and now everybody wanted to sit directly with Charlemagne. Nigga, it was that era, dog. So like, don't act like. Nah, I get it. He got a lot of therapy going on. He learning and uncovering other stuff. But like, we be judging things. Listen, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, because now I sound like I'm just here for Kanye 
Well, no. I'm here to talk about this documentary. Well, but I, I bring all that up to connect it back to the doc because niggas for the last few weeks have been going in on whatever they think about Kanye and what's going on with Kanye. And then the doc drops. And then I start hearing how much of a genius this nigga is again. Then I start hearing how fucking great this nigga is again. Then I start hearing like, yo, I, Kanye really fucking believed in himself from the beginning. Da, 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 da. My nigga, the same level of braggadociousness that we've been getting since when y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man's as thirsty as hell, nigga. But the same level of braggadociousness that we've been getting from Kanye since this doc started, we getting now, dog. It's just a different fucking level. Yeah. And what we seeing in this documentary, Genius, currently streaming on Netflix, is going back to the fucking essence of Kanye. It's a three-part uh, documentary trilogy. Have you ever seen, like, a doc trilogy, nigga? Like, some of that shit just be too long to sit and watch. Yeah, yeah, in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's about everything. And it starts in 1998, dog. Like, the first time Cootie got him on film was in 98. That in itself was like... Wow, dog. It was wild for a couple of reasons. Did you see the episode of uh, Rory and Maul with Jermaine Dupri on it? Yes. And Bow Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he talked about, they asked him, Rory asked him, was it true that you were supposed to sign Mace? And he was like, yes, but no. Yeah. But yes. Mm-hmm. And he referenced that in 1998, he had a, he had a birthday party. Yeah. And he didn't know, but Mace came up there to talk to him about getting signed. Yep, to so so deaf. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, when he when he doing these birthday bashes parties, like he don't really be in business mode. He never got a chance to talk to Mace, but Mace hooked up with Puffy while they was down there. Yeah. So yeah. when this shit first started, it said Jermaine Dupree's birthday, birthday party. Bad. Yep. Nineteen ninety eight, and then we get on the screen, and there go Mace. Yep. Talking about Harlem World. Talking about all that shit. And then they shine over, and there go Kanye West. Them what? niggas went Harlem, 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 Kanye West. And Kanye West had on some yeah With the Wood Boys. Woods. 98. In 98. Living his best Detroit life. That's a fact. Shout out to the Midwest. Uh, Family in the D. Ken mm-hmm. folk from Motown. Like, dog. Um, but, like, this, on this night, that's this a legendary night. This is this night. So then I had to go look. Where did... Um, JD, my life in fourteen seventy two. Yeah, shit came out ninety eight, mm-hmm. and Kanye did a beat on that shit. Yeah, yeah. And Mace also rapped the second best verse he's ever rapped before. <laughs> Mace went off. Mace went the fuck off. Nigga. So I was like, that I'm like, oh shit. So Kanye actually been out. Yeah, since I was in eleventh grade. Mm-hmm. If we want to like, and for real, yeah, you producing on that album, but that was a legendary night in. A bunch of different... The things. grand scheme of things, but who, it's funny, when I watched that Rory Amal interview with uh with Jermaine Dupree, and he talked about that shit, in my head, I was like, oh, that sounded dope as fuck. Never in my life did I think a month later I would see video from that see, night, bro. That night. Like, I was like, yo, that's crazy, dog. That's crazy as fuck. You know what they say uh, watching Euphoria, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, she's like, uh, her father said, like, memories live outside of the space of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess videos should do too. Yeah. yeah, because that will take you back into time. Yeah, but it lives outside of time because forever and ever it's gonna be when people do them like capsules and shit, and they bury the motherfucking nigga. A lot of that shit be videos, dog. Because I want y'all to be able to come back to this moment. 
but we also capturing this moment, but you'll never relive this moment. It's crazy when you think about it, bro. But it's even crazier that Kanye done had Cootie filming him for 20 fucking years, dog. Yeah. That is fucking genius to me, dog. I did say... Um, no pun. I, uh, that's funny. Yeah. What's, what's really crazy is this documentary does not even show why Kanye is a genius. No. By the way. No. I well, not part one. Yeah, yeah, facts. I didn't think Kanye was a genius um, until I listened to Dissect Podcast when he broke down My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And he explained why some of the beats and the instrumentals yeah, on there, yeah. why I liked them so much. Yeah. And how, how he, he, he would deconstruct the music, yeah. Kanye, that is, yeah. and say, what well, well, normally your brain wants to hear the downbeat on this one, he skipped over two yeah. and hit it there. Yeah. And like, that's what I'm like, yo, it, it freaks your mind out. Like, so yo, it's funny that dissect pod was one of the first things I thought about when I heard about the genius documentary, because I said in my mind, the dissect pod on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is probably the best podcast I've ever listened to. That's a fact that it, it's really up there, dog. Um, when I saw that this doc was coming out, I was like, yo, this might be the thing that, like, one-ups it. Because now we're getting video. Yeah. And that video adds a different layer to the experience of, like, we're seeing it, dog. Yeah. Um, This shit was, before we get into the details and all that shit, this shit was great. Part one. Yeah. Part two ain't even out yet. It's a three-part doc. Part one was fucking great, dog. I was watching an interview on uh, Sway in the Morning. Yeah. With, uh, Chica and... Shaka, I mean Chica and Chica Cootie. Cootie, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, I guess Cootie and and Kanye lost touch for six years mm-hmm. after his, after his mom passed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they caught back up mm. later. Um, and it was one piece that that started the documentary, which was relatively recent. Yeah, twenty twenty. And he was sending out an infamous tweet. Mm-hmm. There's a meme that's been going around there, and it basically said like, for all the we thought that Kanye was going crazy in a manic episode and we actually saw the tweet go out. He, he was calm. He even asked somebody, Hey, yo, you think I should tweet this? Yeah. And they had a little like, yeah, I think that, I think that makes sense. And such and such, such and such. So like we have no, I want to speak for Kanye. Me. Yeah. You don't know the tone, the text or the reason why I post anything mm-hmm. uh, online. Now you may say, Oh, I know how Jay is from listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, you may try to put two and two together. You don't know the tone or the context. Did I say this happy? Did I yeah. say it's a, it's just words on a screen. That's it. And you have no idea what goes on on the other side of the screen, but we like to act like we do. Well, what we do, we, and it's funny because we do it involuntarily, dog. We're literally taking our own experiences and projecting. In real life. It's, and it's no way. Fam, if I'm in a great mood, I might look at some wild shit that a nigga say on the internet and laugh. Because, nigga, that ain't going to fuck up. my. Even if I know that might be some real shit. I find myself, because uh, I like to fix myself by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ask myself questions when I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let's say, insert picture of famous person here. Right. Let's say, insert Sonia Lathan picture. Perfect example. I love Sonia Lathan. Facts. I love how she looks. Right? Facts. Because I don't know the person. No, I heard she's a very mean person in real life. I don't know that, can't verify it, but she was mean to my friend and I didn't like it. Well, my, when that picture comes across my yeah. timeline, why do I actually double tap and hit like? Yeah. Why do I do that? Yeah. 
she's not going to see that Jay Johnson 313 liked this picture. Even if she saw it, wouldn't register to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I open my shit, it'd be like 43 likes. Yeah. I don't go. I don't look at, no. I don't scroll through and see who liked it. I see them first couple that's right there at the top, visible. Yeah. And then I'm off. Like, so what in my brain says, I need to like this picture? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I ask myself that. Or I'm on crime in a D or some shit. Yeah. Someone, I see somebody say a stupid comment. Like, what is the need for me to engage this stranger and say this? So I, I, I've i been stopping myself. Like, nope, don't do that. Because yeah. I'm going to do that and then go about my day. Like, why? what about why that? Why would I? That? Yeah. So I've been trying to stop myself because in real life, it's just projecting. Because when I see something like that in my brain, oh, I have to combat that. Because if I don't combat that, then doesn't mean it's true or mm. you know you i just start asking myself questions or whatever because in real life we really do be projecting yeah you be talking to straight you be having one-sided conversations on the internet with somebody who's never gonna respond to you ever fam here's the wild thing about beyonce internet, will bro. never read that comment ever. she will never respond to you like but that's why i get so irritated slash intrigued with why folks go into these think pieces and these long posts and these rants and these, I'm on the, ra- Charlemagne, you on a whole radio talking about, and it's like, yo, not granted, Charlemagne will probably talk to Kanye before most of y'all do, myself including y'all. Yeah, but I'm like, for the majority of us, yo, we be so passionate about some shit that literally will never, no matter what our opinion is, it won't ever touch us. It won't touch our lives. It won't do shit. It won't hit us. Nigga, you can write, you just, Beyonce, you go on there, Beyonce, I love you, I love you, like, you look great, you look great, I love you, I love your career, you got me, you're my favorite singer in the world. She'll never see it, dog. You wrote all that. For what? For what? Just to get it out? Is it or, therapeutic? Or, like, I had to ask myself, like, yo, why you fucking with these niggas on the internet? Because sometimes I do that shit on YouTube. Man. Have a whole fucking three and four day Man. conversation back and forth. But at the end of the day. YouTube comments is one of my favorite places to go. It's like, what, what are you doing here? But I'll never meet you niggas. You're, you'll never sway my opinion. So there's the other part. That's the first thing. When We start right there. <laughs> you niggas on the internet will never sway my opinion. Yeah. And I probably will never sway yours. But the wild part about the internet is you can disagree with me on the internet and you might agree with me in real life. That's a fact. And I'll never fucking know it. Because guess what? I can't even fully articulate myself on this internet. Yeah. On the, on these keys. Yeah, because it's for me, it's a certain amount of like words and sentences I'ma write before I'll be like, T- I'm not doing all that, bro. T L D R. Like that's it, dog. Too that's long. It. Didn't read. Didn't read it. If can't you do see it. me respond, T L D R. Too long. Didn't read. Can't get to that. Sorry. What's funny is I posted this on Facebook about a year ago. I was like, yo. I like to write my opinion about shit on Facebook and not respond to you niggas. Like, good, whether you agree with me or not. Like, I just write my... Because I'm never going to change my opinion based on anything that you say in my comments. Like, if we having a real sit-down convo and all that, but if you just get on there to disagree with me, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going back and forth with you. I'm not doing all that. Like, and most times if I'm doing that, it's really just ego-driven. Yeah. It's really it. me. Well, most times if I do it, it's because... No, dog, I'm right. And not only am I right, but the more you try to tell me that I'm wrong or, like, give me a difference of opinion, I'm just going to keep proving how right I am, nigga. Like, for me. Ego. It's my it's my own personal yeah. ego. Like, I'm going to embarrass you now. Mm-hmm. Now I want to inflate. I want to have some sort of superiority over, yeah. me, over yeah. you because let's have an intellectual dick 
measuring contest. So it's what it's what it is on the on the internet. Yeah. Oh, you can da 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 da. I'm like, all right. At some point, you gotta ask yourself, like, what the fuck is really going on here? Yeah. What other issues that you, like? Why why am I doing this? Yeah. So with Kanye and with the genius dot, I'm looking at this off top before we even get into the dot. And we got a voice note for it uh, from Rob. Shout out to Rob Silver, third member of the pod. Um, Rob, before we get on it, uh, I do want to ask, are you watching Bel Air? If you are, hit us with them voice notes on Bel Air too. If you got someone there, because uh, we we shifting from power, bro. Um, at least this current iteration as it stands. Too much hot shit on television. Right? Yeah, yeah. Too much hot shit with great conversations behind it to be, you know, trying to drag shit out the out the power verse but back to the kanye dot what did you think when you first heard that he was dropping a netflix dot? i didn't think it was him dropping a netflix dot yeah i, I thought I always, it was a netflix dot about him correct yes i always thought it was their doc mm-hmm. following him mm-hmm. so i never thought this was kanye yeah produced so i didn't know that it was kanye produced until i saw him talking shit about netflix on the internet um, saying still not Kanye produced though. Yeah, yeah, and that's he didn't get the creative control that he said he wanted over the doc. But one thing that he did get, and I think it's the first time ever, is control over how this shit has been released. I don't think Netflix has ever released anything episodically. Yeah, they. Have. What have they released episodically? They got some a couple of talk talk shows that they do that shit on. Every Friday. Got you, got um, you. Okay. Because I wasn't... But as far as like a um, a series, yeah, so to speak, yeah. um, I mean, I've been screaming on here that y'all should. Yeah, like Netflix docs have never come out once every week. Like when a Netflix doc drops... Yeah, I get what you said. The doc drops. <laughs> and it's, even if it's four parts, six parts, you get the whole thing. The fact that we were able to get this in three parts, get a trilogy, part one dropped last week, and yo, we really had a week to dissect part one. Sit with part one, learn from part one. I, mean, I think it hit different, dog. I don't want everything at the same time. It hit so different, dog. Like it hit so fucking different, bro. But when I when I saw that it was out, going into it, I was like, man, what am, what am I expecting, bro? Am I gonna learn anything new? Maybe it's possible. But am I looking to learn something new or am I looking to just fucking when I look at docs like this, I appreciate how it humanizes the subject. This is a doc and this is why I had the convo that I had at the top of this pod because niggas talked all the shit in the world about Kanye. They talk so much shit about me in barbershops, man. They forget to get their hair cut like Kanye probably got a bar for every one of you niggas real talk, but. When you go through all the emotions Kanye that had you niggas on for the last few weeks and then this doc drops and you watch it. This is what I bet. This man. What, this is what I know for a fact. All the Kanye this, Kanye that. Mm-hmm. If you sat down with that man and have a conversation, you're not keeping that same energy. You're not. You don't keep, not. The, you don't keep that same energy with the actual person. But they not real to you. Yeah. Like for most of us, yeah. Michael Jackson is not a real person. Yeah. He's like a character. He's like a mythological figure. Yeah. But if you ever had a conversation with one of these quote unquote polarizing people, I don't want to use this person as an example because he's the most vile person that you, everybody uses an example. Yeah. But I'll let y'all guess. Um, But for that many people to follow him, he must have been a very intriguing and engaging person. 
Mm-hmm. And if you had a conversation with him one on one, I get what he's done and everything like that. You probably wouldn't have that same feeling or that same yeah. energy. You know Bro, saying? that don't mean you agree with it. No, no, no. He but here's the thing on the energy part. And here's how I know niggas wouldn't have that same energy if they sat down and talked to Kanye for real. Because y'all didn't have that same energy after you watched this uh, part one of this documentary, bro. Like, I literally saw niggas who I could travel up their timeline, go back a couple weeks, Kanye tripping, he wilding, da, da, da. I ain't never thought I would say I was with Kim Kardashian, and then scroll up to when they watched this doc, and niggas is like, oh my God, I just cried through that whole part with Donda. Like, I really pray for that man. He lost his mom. Y'all don't understand how much that impacted him. So check this out. Wow. I'm not no therapist at all. Um, I can't, I can't diagnose people Mm-mm. and I hate how y'all diagnose people because Man. how would you would handle trauma? Man. Because how you would handle trauma, mm-hmm. you diagnose, I, you know how, how frustrated I get when people say the reason Kanye acts like this way is because his mom passed. lost mom. I mean, you know how many people mom passed? Mm-hmm. Like you don't trip like Kanye trip. Maybe. Yeah. Just Maybe. There's something going on that you don't have anything, no, no idea about. Yeah. Or what you have or what you've seen is only the tip of the iceberg. You have mm-hmm. no idea what preceded that or what goes yeah. on after that. I don't like this this diagnosis that we just give people because of how you would handle yeah. trauma. But here's the wild part, right? Because everybody tends to do that. Yo, Kanye ain't been right since mom passed. Whoa, whoa. Which is why I bring up the fact when I talk about, yo, he going through a divorce, he losing love is like, fam. That's trauma. My nigga, I want to be with you. I didn't want us to divorce. I don't want to break up. The fact that we are, yo, that might be impacting me differently than how it's impacting you. I might not be able to go out and be happy like you seem to be. You trying to go forward with your life. I'm trying to go back. We ain't on the same. The way that I'm reacting to this is because I feel this way. I just don't think... um we got all the information. We don't, and we never do. And I also think that the way that we see things aren't the actual way that it is. Mm-hmm. So there's been some audio. I played it on Shop Talk uh, last week when Kanye was talking about Larry Jackson offered him $100 million to go to yeah. Apple. That was at the release. That was at the viewing of Genius. And that was a, a longer conversation. Yeah. A very regular conversation. And I don't think that Kanye is running around screaming at people at the top of their lungs. And I just don't know that that's the case. But guess what? Yeah. I'm not around the man. And here's the thing, dog. I've been, I've, I've, some people have talked to me who worked with him while he was in the, um, uh, whatever that stadium was that for them couple weeks and shit. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yo, I didn't like how he treated the people around him. Yeah. And I, this is a person I trust. I didn't know yeah. him for, you know, since I was a kid. I can't discount that experience. I wasn't there. At all. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't have all the information. And like, that's even, like, shit like that, though. Like, right? That's somebody you know personally who had a firsthand experience working with Kanye. I also know my friend runs catering for Mercedes-Benz. She was literally one of the people scrambling to get that nigga a chef. Because he said, oh, yeah, I live here for the next four weeks, nigga. So, I need somebody to make me food. Going crazy. She also said... Yo, that was for the three of the greatest weeks of my fucking life working with that nigga. She had a great experience with him and was scrambling. Felt like her career was on the line if I can't get this nigga fed. Guess what? The way he needs to be fed. Uh, People have experienced me in different ways. Man. 
Like man. recently. Man. <laughs> you man. know what I'm saying? Like some like, nigga today. People gonna be like, oh, this was a great experience. And something yeah. like, I hate this nigga. Don't let him talk Yo, to me again. Is it possible? Why do we put so much on celebrity perfection? Like, why do we expect them to be like the fucking example? Why do we put so much on celebrity period? Period. Because we think that that's the highest form of success. Man. We judge all success on how successful you are. Man. I mentioned this before. Could be on here or not, but like, I'd be on YouTube and shit, uh, watching the video, and I'll go into the comments and it'd be like, man, this is such a great video, blah, blah, blah. Your channel should be bigger. Mm. According to who? Man. Like, why? Oh, so it all right, so fine. This person who already has over a million followers yeah, and yeah. subscribers on on YouTube, you think they should be at 10 million. Yeah. Because is that when you would deem them successful? Yeah. Even though you're on their con- you're watching their content, you're subscribed, you got the little you you click the notification bell, mm-hmm. you win the comments. What about them is not successful now? Yeah. You want them to be bigger. But here's here's why all that shit is smoke and mirrors, right? You look on Instagram, follow your favorite fucking celebrity. Let's follow your favorite music celebrity, right? Matter of fact, I'm going to use this. This is a live example of how this shit don't always translate. I'm going on the gram right now. I'm pulling up 2 Chains, right? 2 Chains has 10.9 million followers on Instagram, right? 2 Chains just dropped an album. About two weeks ago. First week numbers on that album, 19,000 units. He got 10.9 million followers and sold 19,000 albums. It's less than 1%. That's less than 1%, dog. Know what that tells me? That the math don't always math, dog. What y'all niggas think niggas should be at ain't always what they be at. Insert rapper single here. And they should be bigger than what they are. Why? You want them to be more popular or cause why? For I I use Kanye as an example. Yeah. Kanye said I'm not putting my music on the streaming platforms. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put on my 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 um stem player. Stem player. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. I spent some time on the internet yet on YouTube yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, watching his couple of videos on the stem player from like three months ago. Yeah, Yo, that shit cold. It's hard. I've seen a few videos of people like using it. And it's you, hard, and you can insert whatever video or songs you yeah, want. Yeah, manipulate it how you want to. Do at uh through Drake. It's so um it's okay. We're going home on there. Yeah, the the stem player broke that shit in stems. Yeah, took the music out. You can fast slow down reverse. Just the beat, mm-hmm. just the acapella, the whole yep. nine yards. Connect via Bluetooth. Got to like yep. it's an MP3 player, eight gigs on there, or some yeah. shit or something like that. Like it's a lot, right? Yeah. And um, that's two hundred dollars a pop. I didn't see them sold twelve million mm-hmm. over the last weekend. Yep. They're like, nah, you should just put that shit on a streaming service. You'll probably get, you know, how long get it take at two hundred dollars a pop times. 12 million. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry, 12,000. 12,000, yeah. It's yeah. over $2 million. Mm-hmm. You know how many streams I got to get in order for me to, to make, make $2 million? $2 million? What is the success? 
nigga, you you damn near to make two million dollars in streams, you have to be what's past a trillion. Like we gotta be in that. We gotta be quadrillion. Like where are we at, nigga? The streams. First of all, he got his first week. Donda mm-hmm. on Apple Music has six hundred million streams. Yeah. Well, a stream is less than a, a less than a sixth of a penny yeah. or some shit. Like yeah, like we have. It's not two million dollars streaming your music. You already playing catch up. From the rip, because you starting out less than a penny per stream. So you playing catch it. You behind currency. The lowest form of American currency, you already behind that from the rip. You got to be a Kanye, Drake level artist to make money. To even make some money off these streams. They say like 10% of the artists have 90% of the streams. Yeah. But yo, when I say, you know what, fucking, I'm going to put my album on my stem player. That I made, that I control, that I own, that I'm getting paid for. That's dumb. That's not you're not successful. Oh man, why would you do that? Like Apple offered you a hundred million. Why would you do that? But you niggas was telling me to buy NF make NFTs and sell them bitches for a billion dollars. Now I can't sell something for two hundred? Come on, dog. That you can use forever and Come put on. anything. It's an MP3 player. And guess what, nigga? It's the only place you'll ever hear my not granted, I'm me and I'm a pirate and I'm gonna get down to two no matter how I get down to two. But I'm also considering the stem player. I might get the stem player. I may get it. You know how long I've been trying to get the ether vocals? Man. The acapella? Now you mean to tell me I can just load that motherfucker in there? Because ether beat wasn't the greatest. I enjoy the beat too. But like, when I can. Now you can drop them fucking, drop them out and get that. Pow, 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 pow. Come on, man. Come on, dog. Now, granted, don't drop the beat if uh, if it take out that. Dun, dun. You need the dun, dun. But boy. Maybe that's what I want. Maybe man. I want the instrumental. Man. And you can do it however you want to. Connect dog. that shit to KanyeWest.com. But even like the rollout of the Genius Doc, right? Look at all the Kanye content that we getting right now. What if all this quote unquote rants was just promo for my album? Fam, doc? Come on, nigga, man. I don't know what's real. I don't and what's know, not fake. but it could be. And guess what? If it was, it worked. Because now that I've moved this many units in my fucking stem player, wait till tomorrow when it's supposed to drop and it's literally not on streaming services. You may scramble to get one. Two two twenty two, yo. And now is he gonna do the? Uh, I wonder because you know the, I was seeing the pictures earlier today. They getting the uh, the concert right here out in the in the stadium in Miami or whatever. They getting the fucking concert shit ready for him Apple, to do down to two. Apple dropped the uh, Apple's not streaming. Apple's anymore. not streaming it. But I'm like, yo, the, the last Donda stream went to Amazon. You know what I'm saying? The $2 million they was giving them to stream this shit, he made that this weekend in STEM player sales. Bing, bing. Yo, so the last Donda show in Chicago was an Amazon exclusive. It was on Prime. I watched it. It wasn't the Apple shit that had been the Apple exclusive for the first two shows. It was on Prime Video for that third one. Yo, now I'm thinking- how about I broadcast that shit on KanyeWest.com and while you watching that shit on my site, you buy the fucking stem player. stem player from the site. Or how about this? Maybe I take this shit, maybe the stream back to Prime Video and then I make the stem players Prime Prime available, nigga. Now you will get your stem in two days. Like, come on, dog. Like, I, I say all this to say, because we're going to get to the genius, dog. 
But nigga, this move is genius. The move is genius. <clears throat> it's so fucking genius and so apropos for the moment, dog. Now, now, granted, we don't really get into the music talk on this pile like mm-hmm. I do on the other, but this not a new concept. I've been screaming this shit for years. Sick. Like, we, I don't like the streaming component. Man. I got to pay $10 a month every month for the rest of my fucking life to listen to music. Man. That's fucking, that's a scam. Because guess what? I, I listen to the same shit I've been listening to for the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like how much, all this, the quote unquote new music, after I give it a one skim, I'm not listening I'm probably to not going anymore. back. But I'm listening to Ready to Die. I'm Nigga. listening to Life After Death. Bro, been, we had the Life After Death before the pod started. I've been listening to All Eyes on Me all weekend. Come on, dog. I just watched the movie for the first time. My nigga. Because y'all told me how fucking horrible it was, and I wasn't mad at no, it. No, All Eyes on Me movie was actually pretty straight. Again, my, my complaint about the movie had zero to do with the movie or the actor playing Pac. It's that you can't capture Pac's life in two hours. Now, I felt that the movie was a bunch of clips. Yeah. Of moments. You can't get his life in two hours, yeah. bro. Too much from that nigga's birth to his death. Too to much make, happened. Are they about to make a Phoenix Shakur movie? I saw that. I posted that. Yeah. Um or you posted that. One of us posted that. But you can't you need this shit broken down. Kanye showing you with this doc right now, nigga. Minimum you need a trilogy. <laughs> Cause nigga, I can't. This ain't even my whole life. This is me creating one album. Nigga. Shout out to Jay Ivy, um, who got Kanye and Jay off off uh, out of here. I'll yeah. never let you down. But he wrote the documentary. Facts. Like so, there's a lot of people behind this doc. We got the people shooting it and yeah. editing and everything like that. But like, we had to follow a theme for the doc. So I got. 20 years of, of, of footage and whatever don't follow the theme mm-hmm. of the story that we're trying to tell, then it's not in. Bro, shout out to... um, That's difficult, by the way. Shout out to GLC, Consequence, and Rhymefest. Rhymefest is one of the first faces we saw on the dock, Nick. <laughs> he might be the first face we see before they pan to Kanye real quick, dog. Um... Nigga, instrumental to the success, not just of this album, but dog, y'all rode the motherfucking wave out of me trying to get my shit off. Me begging labels to sign me off this brilliant ass music. Y'all niggas was a part of that music, dog. Y'all wrote it. The Rhyme Fest version of uh, Jesus Walks didn't come out, nigga. That ain't what we heard, dog. Like, bro. We heard a very similar version. Oh, nigga. <laughs> Okay, Rhyme Fest, Def Jam and Rockefeller won't use your verse, but let me pull your bars. He got Grammy for it, though. Got his motherfucking Grammy, dog. Jay Ivy got a Grammy. Jay Ivy got his motherfucking Grammy, dog. All right, let's talk about the doc, man. Um, they You got Cootie filming this shit. They start literally from, technically, Cootie didn't start filming the doc till 2000. That's when he begins just kind of moving around with Kanye. Cootie was doing his own thing in Chicago. Had his own name coming up, had his own website, his blog. He was living his life. And then once he got behind the camera, nigga, it started making sense, dog. He even talked about it like, yo, nigga, I'm going through Chicago. Every fucking rapper out here was talking about Kanye. Like, I was hearing one name, nigga, this 19-year-old named Kanye. Had to see what the fuck was going on with dog. Then I linked with him and realized this nigga got something special, dog. It's something about him, nigga. And he moved to New York. Then he asked me to come out to New York. 
Well, no, he explained on um on Sway. Um, Sway. Kanye moved out to New York, mm-hmm. and Cooney went out there a year later. Mm-hmm. He ended up saying he got into a car accident, and no, I'm sorry, he got carjacked. Got you. He got carjacked, and the insurance company ended up giving him a um a large check for his camera equipment, a whole bunch of stuff that he had inside the crib. I Means inside his car. Yeah. He took that money and he was like, "Fuck it, I got him. I'm I'm going to New York." Yeah. Because I really. I really believe in him. So I enjoy this documentary twofold. Yeah. I seen a wild comment on the internet that I didn't respect. It said when Cody started talking about his mama, we was like, nigga, we here for Kanye. Get off the get off the screen. I I, I vehemently disagree. Yeah. I thought that was whack. Because maybe y'all don't watch documentaries. I have a whole subscription to something that only has documentaries on it. Yeah. Um and I that's the lane I'm I'm moving into with my videography work. Yeah. Um, I don't want to shoot music videos. I want to shoot long form interviews and documentaries and things of that nature. So there's that. Yeah. But it's any documentary is being narrated by someone. And it's just as much about the subject as it is about the person facts telling the story because it's telling the story through his lens. Bro, literally. Like, what you mean you don't care? Like, it's my voice on the Kanye doc. We don't, don't want to see Cootie family. Nigga. It ain't no Cootie without my mom. Bro. Me, Cootie, filming this Kanye shit. Yo, I need to go and do my shit with my family. Like, I just thought that was a corny ass comment, bro. Like, when I seen the meme, I thought niggas was being whack as hell right there, dog. Uncultured, uncouth diggers. And something else I thought was really fucking dope about just the the concept of this is we caught one of the world's biggest fucking stars, one of the world's most unique minds in the beginning, and we saw that that nigga has always been this way, dog. Like, it's, you know how some people, like... You can like look and be like, yeah, money changed that nigga, dog. Yeah. <laughs> money ain't changed Kanye. Except for the fact that now that he got the fucking money, he really don't need you niggas. Cause he's still believing himself enough to do anything he wanna do on his own, dog. But money did he been this way, dog. Like when his mom was talking about him, yo. It was so dope to hear her talk like nigga. I remember when you was rapping in 13, 14. Yo, I never knew that she took Kanye to go learn how to fucking produce. Like, I, I knew what Kanye had done with uh with no ID. I knew that relationship. What was other dog name though? Um God damn, it, I've been talking about this nigga all week. Literally, me too, dog. I'm kind of mad that I'm blanked on his name, but when he was like, yeah, uh, Donna, like, Miss West was my professor, and she knew I was a producer, so she brought her son and said, yo, this is my son, Kanye, he 13, he want to learn how to produce, da, da, da. Like, nigga, I'm your student. I'm a 19, 20-year-old college student. And I felt bad, man, in that particular moment because a couple reasons. That was at the WGCI, uh, I don't know, the little hip-hop panels and shit that yeah, they yeah. were doing yep. this shit. Kanye was finally... Um, invited as a panelist. Yeah, 
and was uh, excited, dog. He get there. He told him to put his name as Kanye West. Yep, they put it as Kanye. So he called him like, yeah, but everybody call you Kanye. Like, damn, y'all niggas is still son of me. I'm a, I'm a big thing now. Yeah. And uh, he made fun like, yeah, it's like if you go to Jermaine Dupri, I'm like, yo, welcome to Jermaine. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I felt mm-hmm. that. Uh, I also noticed that Kanye, when he when he feels insecure, uh, he'll make a joke and laugh. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. So I, that's why I noticed it. I'm that king of saying? it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Or I feel insecure about something. I'm going to make a joke and I'm going to laugh. Yeah. And like I see, it was a portion when he was in that hotel room, the same body mo- yeah. movements he made. Like, yo, I I even seen that shit when he was on a Nori show. When he started talking about Big Shine. Yeah. When he started talking about uh, Talib Kweli. Like, I, he get into a, def- like, that's his defense mechanism. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. Let's make a joke. Yep. So people can laugh and I'll ease the tension and we can move on or whatever. Um, in any event, I felt bad. And then once he get there, he giving my man props, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, if it wasn't for you, you know what I'm saying? You don't know Wouldn't be this, wouldn't be that, yeah. Hugging you, putting you on my documentary. Whole fucking time, you know you got a diss track waiting for me to go up to the radio. And you station. finna go to the radio with it. Nigga, I'm hugging you. Bro. Nigga, you're smiling at me telling me about how much you love me and my mom and how much you remember me as a 13-year-old. Whoa, 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 whoa. When I watched it the second time, I saw the hate in his eyes. Oh, during that scene of love? Yeah. The love scene? When I when I watched it the first yeah. time, I thought it was everything all good. Him and his mans. Yeah. I was like, yo. It was there all along, yeah, dog. Boy, yo. I, 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 that's a tough feeling for me, man. That's, a, that's tough. I'm trying to find Because I've been man. there. Okay. I've been there. I won't even go into details, but I've 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 been there, and uh, when you see this, when you when 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 they unveil that curtain, it's like yeah, et tu brute, et tu bro. The wild part was looking at his face when Kanye came up to him at the car, like after the the diss track and all that, like when niggas ran up on him. I knew he was. I knew he knew he was wrong too, cause he was looking at Ye like. Come on, man. That's all I got. Like, bro. All I got is dissing you. And it's like, nigga, why would you play me like that when I seen you? I just saw you two hours ago, nigga. And it was love, dog. And I saw the fear in his eyes. Because he thought it was going to be more than what it was. Uh, yeah, cause, I mean, because Kanye not a street nigga. He not. He's on the phone like, oh, yeah, but like, it ain't beef like that. Like, I know him. He's, he's like. Kanye an emotional nigga. And I don't say that as a discredit. Cause yeah. I don't know, y'all y'all weaponize the term emotional nigga. That's a fact. No, dog. I I I feel like we should all be emotional. We niggas, are we dog. emotional beings. No, yeah. <laughs> but Kanye being an emotional nigga, yo, bro, I'm not running up on you because I'm trying to fucking dad you, body you, scrap you, none of my nigga. I'm hurt. I knew he was wrong when he told him let's walk over behind the car. And other nigga like, man, you on the top of the, you at the top of the top. Like, yeah. Y'all think it's okay to diss me because yeah. I'm on the top. And his man in the background, like, yo, it wouldn't even been all this talking if it was, fam, I ain't even here for all that. I really need a nigga to understand why this ain't cool, dog. And Kanye, in the middle of all that, he, he outsider and everything. Yeah. You outsider by the niggas who dissing you? Yep. The niggas who with you looking at you like, no, we supposed to put in work? Yeah. Like, damn, I'm not getting nothing. Bro, I got to If you ain't beating his ass while we here. And then guess what will happen? We go to, I go to my mama's house. All that shit I just went through today. Yep. 
about to go to my fucking mama house. Going to my mom's house. Going to the new crib. And I go over there, and I go sit down with Miss Donda. Hey, Miss Donda. That's all that kept going through my head watching this shit. I thought it was, uh, I mean, it was so much I picked up Bro. from this. Um, that, like, before the door opened, he had, he told him, like, hey, man, I got company with me. Yeah. Like, so before yeah. they just before walked Before we in, get into any of that, yeah. I wanted, like, hey, I got company with me. Okay, okay. Yep. And, nigga, it's my mom. I ain't, ain't bringing nobody over my mom's house. I haven't had a chance to see, like, video of, I mean, where would I? Yeah. But of her just in normal, natural. Bro. Not in, like, an interview yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, wasn't no red carpet, wasn't none of that shit. It was just, yo, me and Kanye sitting at the bar in my crib. Yo, I, I can't even front, man. This was very emotional for me. <laughs> I can only imagine. Because like, it was emotional for me. It was so emotional for me is because uh, who don't have dreams of being in the music industry? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of course I rap. Yeah. Um, but I had a music company. All right. And I'm like, yo, I'm not going to be the front man. Mm. I know who got the, the juice. Mm-hmm. So I moved to the back and I'm just running my company, Black City Government. I'm putting in work. And um, unbeknownst to me. Yeah. My mom, who works at WJLB, the, yeah. the yep. GCI of, yep. of, Detroit, of Detroit, she took one of the records that I had, and she took it to work, and she passed that motherfucker around wow. to the people who needed to to be there. She gave wow. it to DDT. She gave it to she gave it a whole bunch of people. Wow. And at the time, I bought another cell phone, and I had my the work number on the back of all the CD, all the all the CDs yeah. or whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I start getting phone calls and voicemails. Like DJs and shit, and one of them was like, "Hey, uh, I've been listening to this shit for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom gave it to me, and I was like, What? Because my mom never, she didn't even say nothing, never said nothing, yeah. never even had a conversation about like, uh, about music, yeah. none of it. Yeah. But she took that motherfucker and passed it to the to the people who needed, and like was just always supporting me, right? Yeah. And everything I did, all the businesses I've had, Jay Johnson Entertainment, I used to have all type of shit coming to the house, ink pens with my shit. Yeah. She's like, what? <laughs> she was like, what is this? I'm like, you know, I'm just. You but know, it's there. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to rock with you no matter what. I don't got to understand. I'm your mom. Nigga. So like, I just felt like, damn, that's dope. And I, I got video footage of my mom, like prior to her being, like literally damn near like a month, month two months before she took ill. Yeah. I just can't bring I can't bring myself to watch it. Yet. Yeah, I'm after yeah. I seen this, I'm like I want to watch it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But I'm like, yo, this is just such a just seeing people in their natural habitat. Like so, Man. how she was acting is more than likely how he remembers her, right? Yeah. Versus an interview on Oprah or on an interview on the yeah. red carpet. Yeah. That's not that's not your people at all. How you see them in their home in their element, like yeah. that's fam. When she started. My nigga, she knew more of his first song that he wrote when he was 13, 14 than he did. She remembered more words than he did, dog. That's crazy. It was going off, nigga. Like, she was reminding him, like, when he was trying to rap and then would get stumbled, she filled the bar in, nigga. And it was like, yo, this moment is beautiful, my nigga. It's fucking beautiful, dog. You talk about fucking having your mom's support. Like, I remember all the shit when I, I was I've talked a million times on this pod. I've been into martial arts since I was four years old. I've competed professionally. I got two black belts. When I was at tournaments and doing all my shit and my mom had to work, nigga, 
I never looked over at the end of the track. My nigga, she came to see me get my trophies if she had to work during this shit. I'll drive up here to be here for five minutes, nigga. My mom came to one track meet, dog. And uh, because, I mean, I track meets was like 4 o'clock. Yeah. Mama's not getting off work at 4 o'clock. It ain't happening, dog. It's not not a thing. My Mm -mm. dad don't get off work Mm -mm. until like 5 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never took it as like nothing. No. Because I understood what they had. And that's. I'm going to go out there and do. Nigga, I ran a mile. I ran a half mile. Yeah. I ran a 400. My mom came to one of my track meets when I was in 12th grade. I lapped a nigga. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I literally lapped a nigga out there. And um, she was sitting in. The, uh, I didn't know she was there at first, but she was sitting in the uh, in the bleachers and shit. And then once, well, you know, we got to the crib. She was talking, telling me like what, what the, what the little girls were saying. You know, what I'm saying why she was uh yeah. She they like, know she was your mom, <laughs> nigga. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that's. But when I found out, look, I see my mom. I'm like, oh shit, bro. You turn a, up a little, bro. We just was talking on the Fresh Prince pod or the Bel Air pod, uh, Bel Air pod. Pardon me. Um, about the scene when Carlton and Will both had a game. And Carlton looked up and his fam wasn't there, but they was all at Will game. And when the nigga realized they wasn't there and they never ended up coming, it threw him off. Yeah. Yo, I understood when my mom had to work and I had a karate tournament or I had, I was testing for a belt or whatever the fuck I was doing and she couldn't be there. I knew every, she was transparent. Yeah. But what my mom did, she made sure my aunt was there. She made sure my cousin came. She made sure, like somebody was going to be there to cheer me on when she couldn't be. But at the End of all them shits. <laughs> when the shit was over and I got my fucking trophy and I was walking off, I turn around and mom pulled up at the last five minutes and see me get that trophy. And it was just that little thing, dog. It turns your whole shit. It's your mom, dog. And like, if you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. right? You believe in yourself and your mom believe in you. And, you know, niggas around you believe in you. Yeah. The feeling you must have when you go into a station or you go into a record label that you done made millions of dollars and turn that motherfucker around for niggas to front on you man. when you know you got that shit. Man. And then when you finally get on and then you really turn the label up, nigga, yes, I'm stunting on you niggas. Going crazy. Yes, I'm talking to you like I know better than you because guess what? I I prove that I know better than you. Yeah. You are not the holder of cool. I am. Yeah. I'm that nigga, dog. Like, okay. Think about me. I think about, I'll be 38 this year. I think about, like, my formative years. You know what I'm saying? High school, college, whatever. Even first few years out of college, dog. I've never been a non-confident nigga. I've always walked around with a little air of... Might even be perceived as arrogance, dog. But it's not. Like, niggas who know me, I don't mean no harm to nobody. Like, about shit. But I believe in myself and everything I do, dog. I walk around confidently because I'm like, no, nah, I'm never going to believe somebody is greater than me at some shit. I'm never going to believe I can't do some shit. I'm never going to believe I can't accomplish some shit. Like, what do I look like not believing in myself, dog? Yeah. And I've always felt like, yo, I got that because 
my motherfucking support system believed in me when I told them how much I believed in myself. Niggas said, all right, well, shit, you got it. Nigga, like, if that's what you want to do, do it. I never had nobody tell me you can't do something, and I believed it. Uh, niggas never, even if niggas said, yo, you wild, or that seemed, that's far-fetched, or that's whatever, I never fucking took that and said, all right, they right. Nigga, I believe in me, dog, and I think the whole thing with Kanye and this scene with his mom specifically when he went over to her house, yo, I just had one of the biggest moments of my career at that point when I got invited to this this panel. And then I had one of the lowest moments when I found out that a nigga I just shouted out is one of the reasons I'm good at what I do. My friends. My friend, a nigga who I just fucking literally sat down and dapped up at the restaurant. A nigga that threw his other nigga under the bus. <sighs> Yo, with no ID front on you? Come on. I'm I'm your man, when nigga. All these other niggas was talking about you. I'm, I'm the one that took you in. Baby. Nigga turn roller voice. I'm your friend. But you shitted on me. But then you had a diss track waiting in the cut. Why couldn't you have a conversation? Because he wants his credit. My nigga, how you got a diss said, track waiting in the cut? He already said, I read the interview, and I don't want to be left out of hip-hop, I mean, Chicago history. And then Kanye said, yo, but I shouted you out in the interview. They edited you out. Not me. Call me. Call me. Reach out to me. Because if you thought I had something to do, I would have very fucking happily explained to you no, I absolutely said your name in that fucking interview. Because you got you to you gotta believe me because I just had you on my personal documentary saying the exact same Come thing on. that you said I didn't say. Come on, dog. So if it comes from me literally on the dock, my I'm, nigga. I'm standing here next to you with my hand around, my shoulders around If you. I'm telling you this shit on my personal documentary that I'm going to put out about how I became me, you think I ain't say your name in an interview? Come on, dog. They edited that shit. And it's had a, you called me, you'd have knew that. It's a nigga following me around with a camera. Fam. For free. For free, and I'm talking about you. Think about this, though. One thing about Cootie, he didn't get paid for none of this shit. Nah, nah. Netflix paid Cootie. 20 years later. 20 years after the fact. I moved to New York, not because Kanye gave yeah. me money to follow him around, because I wanted to do it. Yeah. He was inspired by Hope Dream. Yeah. Which is a Chicago staple, nigga. One of the greatest documentaries ever made, bro. Think about the, what it takes to do that. Man. I'm going to follow nigga around for 20 years. Man, record anything you do, dog. Fucking, yo, that, that shit is, the brilliance behind this shit was very fucking heavily on display. During this time, and we kind of hinted at this part, there was the Rockefeller scene. Kanye trying to get signed. Again, it's all on last call if you need the short version. But long form, go watch the fucking first episode. Kanye like, yo, I go to Rockefeller offices. I played them Jesus walks. These niggas still didn't sign me, bro. I played them fucking All Falls Down. All Falls Down was my single, nigga. This was my single, dog. And niggas didn't sign me. I played All Falls Down, and they got, you go look at the doc, All Falls Down is playing, and old girl is looking at Ye like he playing fucking, nigga, I don't even know a song whack enough to capture what her face was while he was playing that shit. And apparently she went famous on Twitter and Instagram after this doc drop. Motherfuckers talking about if a nigga came in my in my office while I was working, I would ignore him too. Nigga, you work at a record fucking label. My nigga, your job is that's to fucking currently, listen to music. That's currently playing music that it had to turn down to play mine. Yeah. Your job is to listen to music. I'm Kanye West. Why would you All the music it? that's playing, I made. And, yo, not only that, here's the thing about Ye. Specifically in this Rockefeller scene. 
blueprint was done. Blueprint was done. All my work with Raucus and Talib and most all that was done. My track record as a producer, if nothing else, you should shut the fuck up. Y'all should listen to, to this music, dog. Y'all should and she listening to All Falls Down and he's saying all the shit and she just sitting there like now mm. Wayno was on Twitter saying Yeah, that's out of context. Mm. I was in there in August. He's in that clip. Yeah, he is. He said Kanye did that shit all the time and played. That's why he was ignored. Cause he do that shit all the time. And they came back and re-recorded that. I can't discount Nigga that was there. If you was in the room, you was in the room. It didn't look like to me that she heard that shit before. No. She looked like she was supposed to be listening intently, but she didn't like what she was hearing. And then when she said, it was a couple lines, who like single black female. When she said, when he said the Alexis line, her yeah. eyes got big. Like yeah. you n- never heard that shit. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Like, so I don't know, bro. I ain't even take it as her eyes got big. Like she never heard it. I looked at her face and was like, she thought that was corny. Like that's how I looked. Her face felt like, what do you say? Like, like she thought it was some whack shit, dog. I, I can't. I don't. I can't. But whatever. I don't know what the young lady was thinking. But again, Wayno, maybe he did do that shit all the time. But this scene that got recorded and put on his doc, it's unfortunate if he had to do that shit all the time, man. Because after the first time, nigga should have got a check. Because if y'all motherfucking ears ain't perk up after the first time you heard "All Falls Down" and Jesus Walks, I don't know what you was on. Like, it's now, not granted. It's not like these were. Rusty, un- unfinished. Like this was My nigga, the they song. Were perfect versions of the song. Um, it was funny. I was talking to Shorty, and I said, uh, "Cause she was like, wow, like she was mind blown. Like, yo, they heard this shit, and like, literally, they heard Jesus walks and didn't sign me." And I was like, "What made Kanye unique in two thousand two, specifically on the Rockefeller scene, was." Nobody on the rock had music that sounded like this. Even though a lot of the rock's music was Kanye produced, Kanye's own personal music, his raps, sounded completely different than anything that was coming off Rockefeller at that moment. Niggas had just, first of all, Rockefeller in 2002 was all Dipset. Dipset was going fucking crazy. Um, 2001 was Blueprint. 2002 Hove was touring Blueprint. So it was like, and then the fucking, the singles coming off the rock at that moment was Diplomats. Uh, shit, I think. Oh boy? What was that? Yeah, oh boy. That was 02. So it's like this whole year is full of songs that sound completely different than All Falls Down. Full of songs that I produced. But I've all, I've, I, Who these are literally oh my songs, nigga. Wasn't Kanye it's do, mine. Kanye do bo- my oh nigga, boy? Yes. And my nigga did. So much shit for Cam. And he even said, when you go, again, dog, when you go listen to fucking uh, Last Call, he even said on there, Dame was looking at me like, yo, like, shit, if I sign this nigga and his raps is whack, the least I could do is just throw Cam on the shit and make shit hot. Like, nigga. Because he created, created a sound for niggas that I know can rap some street shit, but all the niggas rapping during 2002 was on some street shit. The niggas who was rapping the shit that Kanye was talking about on All Falls Down, for instance, the most deaths to tell it, niggas ain't had hit hits. Yeah, if if we want to be a hundred percent honest, yeah. Now, I'm a hip hop nigga. Facts. I'm like a backpack. At yeah. that time, I was definitely backpacking. Backpacking my ass off. So nigga. like, 
I had sound bombing. Rockers Records mm-hmm. presents sound bombing one and two. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in with most Def, and I'm all in with Talib Kweli. Most niggas not. Yeah, them Talib specifically. Yeah, nigga did not get popping until Kanye produced that album, Literally. that second album. Literally. And guess what? The quality album is the only album I listen to of Talib's. Yeah, that's the only one I. It's the only one that sounds like what I want to hear. Yeah. Um. So like, he had most on the album. He had Kwali on the album. Mm-hmm. He had Jay on the album. Yep. De- well, I technically put Freeway on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, on two uh, words. Yeah. Man, it's a couple themes that's been going around that I want to have a conversations about. Uh, him being in front of on those offices, is, it's crazy to me. Nuts. It's, it's crazy to me that you can listen to. I don't like the niggas who need to be told what's hot after yeah. it's hot. Like, if you can't. It's my opinion, and I never worked in the music business, like for like a label and no shit like that. Then been involved, then recorded songs, then did all that shit, but I never worked for a fucking label. But if you can't listen to a good song in any genre and say, yo, this is a good song, fuck what's currently hot, fuck what's current. If you can't identify what's fucking good, you shouldn't be working in that fucking industry, dog. That's a fact. I'll give you an example when we was pushing some music. And, and be perfectly honest, how the podcast and all that shit started in mm-hmm. real life. Mm-hmm. Um, we couldn't get no music on the radio. Mm. We was uh, taking meetings with offices and shit. Yeah, I felt like Tate Diggs playing, yeah. playing cabbies, the brown sugar out here. Yeah, we go into the office with Lieutenant Dre. Yep, shout out. Yeah, <laughs> We put a we put on this record. He listened to a few, a few, a little bit of it. He was like, he stopped. He was like. And this is cool and all, man, but like, shit, we need to buy her some Nikes. I said, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. know, buy her some Nikes, riding out, you know, chilling out down in Belle Isle. You know what I'm saying? We need that. Are we all right? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. You know, we we dip. A couple months later and shit, I'm like, well, fuck them niggas, right? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to go buy some equipment. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start our own radio station in my apartment. And we did that. Uh, which in real life wasn't shit but a podcast. Facts. Before podcasts existed. Was, yeah. Literally before podcasts existed. Um, this was 2004. Yeah. Uh, 2004, 2005. Yeah. And uh, so we'll play the music that we want to, talk about whatever you want to. And you put on the website, you can either stream it. Download, listen to it later. Yeah. So we started doing shows and shit like that. We rocked this one show one night. We get off stage. Guess who it is? Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dre. Dre. Like, man, nigga, that shit is hot, man. My name is Lieutenant Dre. You know, let me give you my car and whatever. Like, nigga, we played my you. My nigga, this, we sat with you. Nigga, we played you this song. You said, buy her some Nikes. Man. I will never forget. You said, buy her some Nikes. Yeah. Like we sat nigga, with you and this played the it. same song, bro. Oh, now that you see niggas is you got a club full of people and they they fucking their hands yeah. up and they dancing and shit. We're not buying no fucking Nikes, my nigga. The all falls down that they was playing in the Rockefeller offices was the same all falls down that we know. <laughs> there wasn't nothing so different that they shouldn't have fucking been like, no, nah, that's it right there, that's it right there. It's funny you talk about starting a pod before it was a fucking pod. Nigga, I remember in 07, when I used to do my blog, me and my dog, uh, the Ann and Mike show, we used to have our blog and shit. And nigga, our fucking first interview was with Ryan Leslie. 
And we had, we literally, we moved mountains to get that nigga manager to set this interview up. We did the interview on our lunch break at work, nigga, in the middle fucking Atlanta. Nigga, that was a pod. We sat on the phone and interviewed this nigga for an hour and played fucking, we was playing uh, trivia games with it. Like we was doing, nigga, that was a pod. The second one was with Kerry Hilson. That was a pot. Like, niggas was... Then we interviewed Common. Then we interviewed... interviewed uh, uh, fucking... Who do we have on there, dog? Um, De La Soul. Like, nigga, these was all pods. Yeah, the Twitter drink for that. Yes. Right? And we remember. were... Literally, this was... This was 07, 08. Yeah. Like, niggas been behind these microphones trying to fucking put this shit together because... What we was trying to do wasn't working, and we had to figure out other ways. It was dog. always like, "Oh, you won't let me do it? Let me do this shit. Let me myself. do it myself, Fuck bro." It, let me do this shit. My nigga, I remember we um, Gilly the Kid reached out. Oh shit, this is MySpace yeah, days yeah. and shit. Because on my oh, because we I'm the first nigga ever to play One Blood. Mm-hmm. We, was, we, was, we was we was playing. We was laughing last on uh, the Beller episode about One Cuz and all mm-hmm. that shit. I played that shit on my radio show, um, and I played Rules of Rap. By Elzai Okay And Rampage Paige okay. Kennedy Yep um, And uh Shout out to Paige Gilly And I played the Gilly uh, Record When he was going at Lil Wayne Yeah said, This was back then When he was writing and shit Yeah And his manager reached out He listened to the show The well, the, the radio show and the Yeah he, liked, he was like Who's that kid That's rapping over the G-Unit beat so that kid is Elzai from Slum Village. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but, like, we had some, I mean, MySpace was popping, so. Yeah. Uh, we was popping on MySpace. <laughs> Bro. Hey, what's funny, uh, I remember the very first uh, One Music Fest in Atlanta, which is now a popular fucking music festival. I remember the first one. Nigga, this is back when... Uh, what was the popular blog back then? Oh eight. Um, OK Player was popping. Hip hop uh, game, hip hop DX, uh, hiphop.com. All them shits was fucking popping. And then what was the black one? Uh, it was all this shit was black because it was all hip hop. But what was that one? Fuck, it was called. <sighs> Can't remember. You but remember when Baller Alert was Baller Alert. Yes, when it was a blog. Like an actual fucking blog, and you went to the website. Nigga. But baller, when Baller Alert started, they would pay. They would send you out a text message when a basketball player, or a football player, was went in into your, a club. Yep. yep. Hey, Chad Ochocinco's yep. in in because it, it really had a niche. Like them niggas had like an angle specific. It was about yeah, go get your a, a rich finding nigga fucking rich niggas and have dog. sex with them and get them get them, get pregnant. They so was you alerting can, you. Dog. It's fucking crazy. Um, it's predatory. Facts But I remember when When one Midtown Or when one Music Fest Happened The very first one Me and this nigga Mike We looked on like All the popping blogs And shit And this is back When everybody was on blogs, Blogspot.com And shit And uh, you could see Niggas numbers mm-hmm. So we looked on like All the popping blogs Back then We looked at their numbers And was like Okay well our shit's A little short From what to require Cause they told us Yo if you wanna be Press at this event You gotta be at least This this and that and we looked at all the blogs, and we was like, damn, everybody is at these numbers, nigga. And we was like, our shit short in every category. Lie. Fuck it, nigga. All we did, yo, I went, I signed right into the HTML, and I removed that part, nigga. And I was like, our numbers is not displayed no more, nigga. Fuck out of here. And then <laughs> I just told him, yeah, we doing uh, 100000 a month, nigga. What up? All the fucking view. And them niggas was like, all right. I bet. Here got a press pass. Y'all can pick them up at whoop, 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 whoop. 
nigga, we took that one event, got in, interviewed everybody. Nigga, I interviewed Usher, nigga. I talked to Usher and his, uh, that one baby mom that looked kind of older than that nigga. Yeah. Like, I forgot about her. She was actually really pretty in real life. It kind of threw me off because I that was my first time seeing her in real life. I was like, Yo, the narrative around that was bad. Hey. I was like, yo, us, I get it now. Like, standing here, she was low-key fine, but... She glamoured you. Yeah, she did. Uh, but, nigga, we did all that shit at one music fest, and then I took that, and my nigga, for like the next year and a half, we wasn't paying to get in no part. Bro, we was pressed at everything, dog. Like, my Atlanta life changed from a lie, nigga. And our blog numbers went up crazy. Of course. Because once we said, yeah, we getting 100000 this shit is just different, dog. And and what, when I'm looking at this Kanye shit, to the point we made about college dropout, even this doc took me back to a certain fucking period in my life. You wasn't outside. Y'all niggas was not outside, bro. Y'all niggas was not working, dog. So I think Kanye College Dropout dropped in 2004. So I'd have been like 22. I'm prime time outside, nigga. <laughs> like, it don't get no more outside <laughs> than like from, from me, from like 22, 21 to like 25. Like, nigga. Bro. Outside is was my regular life. February 10th, 04. So now we in my sophomore year at college. I'm the motherfucking man in my mind. <laughs> like, this was like a period of life where I was like, yo, this is the greatest time. I didn't think life got better than it did in February of 04, nigga. Like, I don't think I had been happier at that point in my whole life. I started liking this girl. Yeah. Well, she's fine. Uh, <laughs> but she said she liked Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Like what? Cause girls that were like wasn't into like hip hop yeah. like that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that was that Kanye effect though. Cause yeah. Kanye, what he did, we so still it, like this to this day. That's what's up, <laughs> dog. Kanye said in the doc again, "Yo, nigga, I'm from there, but I ain't no killer though. I ain't in no gangs and all. I don't do what the normal normal Chicago nigga was doing at that time. The normal nigga from 87th and whatever. I ain't doing all that shit, dog. Nigga, girls liked him. White people liked him." That's it. That's the formula. You don't, what else do you, you need, nigga? White people and women, you a superstar. Bro, what else do you need? Anything else, you a star. Yeah. But to go to superstar. You need white people and women. And so that was that's what Pac was saying. Pac didn't tap into the white part. Yeah. He was like, rap for the bitches. When the bitches love, he's what he told Biggie. Like, yo, yeah. rap for the bitches. When the girls love you, the girls going to buy your album. The niggas going to do what the bitches do. Yep. Not my words. Bro, um, half the reason that it's hood niggas out here who will sing a Drake club in a song drunk as, or a Drake song in the club drunk as fuck is because, yo, nigga, the women love this song, nigga. The women love Drake. White folks love Drake. I'm going to sing the fuck out this because this is how you get the women. Girls like Nelly. White women like, I mean, white people like Nelly. Boom. Yo, oh, insert whatever your superstar Bro. is. Those are the two. Everybody who white people and women like got a diamond album out here, nigga. It's a fact. Like, these is real facts, nigga. From Usher to Nelly to Kanye to Hove to Beyonce to, like, nigga, this is cross-fucking uh, genre, all that shit. Yo, now, I just remembered. The black, the hood got to love you for the white folks to love you. That, that's a when you, fact. Because when you uncool by black people, then white people don't think you cool. Not at all. Not white at people all. is Carlene in the office. 
Not at all. <laughs> Sorry, Carlene. Yo, shout out to Carlene, dog. Let me play uh, Rob Silver's voice note. What's up, fellas? I totally love that fucking Kanye documentary. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, personal note. When Kanye came out in 2003, late 2003, I believe, College Dropout came out, I was 35 years old, and I was sick and tired of hip-hop. I was sick of, I was sick of Jay and Memphis Bleak and all these guys rhyming about coke and killing, and I was just disgusting. Then Kanye came out with great uplifted music like Jesus Walks. Uh, great social music, and I became an instant fan, and I eventually, I stopped listening to hip-hop altogether, but I've always fucked with Kanye, and I want I, I, I would love to hear your fellow's, fellow's thoughts on not only the documentary, but when you guys were in your early 20s, or late teens, early 20s, and you first heard him, and your thoughts on him as an artist and as a producer. Talk to you guys later on, big man. Rob, appreciate you as always, dog. Um, our thoughts on Kanye when we first heard him, dog. Uh, first time I heard Kanye as a producer was Blueprint. That you know of. That I knew of. That I knew of. Because clearly going back in the catalog, it was shit that I had been all the way back to Jermaine Dupree. Yeah. Um, well, I think what sold us was the soul beats. Bro. Soul samples. So yeah. when I initially heard Blueprint, before I looked at the liner notes and all that shit, my initial thoughts was I thought everything was just Blaze. I thought this was one producer across the whole fucking album. Okay. And then when I looked at the liner note, I was working at Target in Troy on Coolidge, um, and I went to my car for my lunch break, and I sat down, because I had already listened to the album when I first got there, but then when I went on my lunch break, I was able to look at the liner notes and really see who did what. And when I saw the tracks produced by Ye, he had five tracks on there. And when I saw those, I was like, yo, these are some of my favorite tracks, nigga. Like, like Blueprint is my personal favorite rap album of all time. But when I saw the, the Ye produced joints, I'm like, oh, it's another nigga that's on here. Not just, just plays. And nigga, I was like, this guy is a motherfucking beast on the production. Then I heard him rap on We Are The Champions. In 2002, I was at U of M. We was at a party. And We Are The Champions. Or no, pardon me. I wasn't even at U of M yet. I was in Southfield at my man crib and somebody played We Are The Champions, nigga. Jeezy concert tonight? Yeah. Yeah, nah. Nah, Jenny and them up there right now. Yeah, I'm putting their beers on blast because I'm mad. Because ain't nobody tell us that they wanted to go to the Jeezy and Rick Ross shit. They know we love Ross. Y'all ain't tell us. Y'all ain't real. Um, but 2002, somebody played We Are The Champions. We was at a little house get-together in Southfield, dog. And when Ye verse dropped, nigga, because Dame talking mad shit before Kanye verse dropped on We Are The Champ, Nigga, this is my producer. He got more. He rap better than most rap. And then when the nigga come in, well, Dame, if these niggas thought about they self for a change, then maybe they could finally figure out how to get they self some. Nigga, by the end of that fucking bar. I was like, yo. Now, the first time you actually heard him rap was on Gorilla Monsoon rap. 
It's in 2002. He was on the hook, though. But this is, again, yeah. when you didn't know you was hearing Ye. It's the same as the Jermaine the shit. Rap. Oh, Bro, like, and that? I was glad they Got mentioned that, that on the fucking doc, too, cool dog. That. You get slapped to your black nigga. You. Dog. Dog. Now, nah, because... I was but a, you didn't know. This was my. This was one of my favorite tracks. Well, it was the off, intro. The quality, Tyler Quality album is fucking amazing. Facts. 2002. Facts. But Gorilla Monsoon rap, yeah. But it was like you didn't know what the fuck that was. Like, nigga, it's Rocket in my mind. Nigga, that could have been Feral Monch. I didn't know the fuck that was, nigga. And then you go back and you like, oh, shit. And that nigga had caught that pocket. He was flowing on the hook. But it was just a hook. Then you get that verse on motherfucking We Are The Champions, and it's it's the standout verse, nigga, in my opinion. So, peep this, which I didn't realize until I watched this doc. What? We've seen a video of most Dev rapping two words a Man. lot. Facts. With uh, Wood Harris in the back. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know Kanye had a verse on that. No, he didn't. Because his face was shocked. He was looking at Kanye like, and then he kept changing the fake because Kanye kept going. Yeah. I, Nigga. I think that he probably thought two words was his song. I see that. Because he already had a verse to it. I yeah. mean, he rapped the whole verse to it, right? And that nigga's verse was amazing, dog. Most. <laughs> so then when Kanye started rapping, yeah. he ain't, he ain't, he Bro. never. I never, I assumed that that was a song that they are, he didn't Bro, know that no, Kanye that, rapped. Like that was that. not a we was in the studio together. Because Kanye and Wood Harris, or I'm sorry, most definitely Wood Harris was looking at Kanye like he had lost his fucking mind. Because, like, what, what's so funny was, like, when Mo, when he started, most was like, all right, I mean, any nigga can get off four bars. Yeah. He probably me? thinking, Kanye, this is the hook. Yeah. No, nah, Ye he went, kept going. Ye went. He kept looking back. I'm like, he damn, he stopped bobbing. Bro, because now I got to listen. And when it, when, when it got to the, because then you start feeling it, though. Yeah. Live by two words. Fuck, Fuck you. you pay, pay me. me. That's Jeez, when it went up, me. nigga. Like, oh my god, dog. On Judgment Day. Come on, man, dog. Like, I, I basically know now. You nigga, get racially. Got, pro- oh my god, I just dog. got chills right now. Bro, that nigga most face and that nigga Wood Harris face look like. Yo, this nigga's a star, bro. This is a star, and for most, you literally. So it's funny that video. Again, we've been seeing that clip since 2002, nigga. This is not Never a new saw clip. saw the full clip. So I've seen... The only part that I saw of Kanye rapping was so I live by two words. Fuck you, pay me. So I knew how most reacted. But to get the context of the full clip is to see that most didn't know none of the shit was coming, nigga. Have you ever heard Jamie Foxx talk about when he met Kanye West? No. He say, uh, this is before mm-hmm. Kanye... No slow jams and all he that. He having yeah. a party. You know, he throw them parties. Yeah, yeah. He got yep. candy. Them Jamie Foxx parties. The yeah. pianos and everything. He said mm-hmm. this kid came in and uh, he was playing music and shit. And he played like slow jams. He said yeah. that nigga came through. was like, she said she wants some love. He was, he was doing all yeah. he was like, He was like, nigga, what you doing? Yeah. He said, you trying to fucking Luther Vandross it. And she like, nigga, no, we don't need that shit. That shit sound old. And he said, like, do it like this. Bro. And he said this little he said this nigga was acting like he was like the man already. He said he never he's like, what's this kid name? Yeah. Like it's Kanye West. And like he jump started Jamie Foxx crew with that. Yeah. He said he did that shit, you know what I'm saying? But he ain't think nothing of it. He ain't think that shit was gonna ever yeah. do nothing. And then niggas start hitting his phone like, yo, we heard you on the record. That was hard. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he was like, huh? And he heard it like, 
Kanye had this air by himself that like, oh, I know Bro. what the fuck is going on. So it's it's something to believe in yourself, and it's something to believe in yourself and had a quality of content to back it up. Yes. Because everybody should believe in You themselves. shouldn't be delusional. No, no, no. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's different when you got confidence and you got something to back it up with. Yeah. Like, I got talent. If I Bro. tell you that this is one of the greatest podcasts ever, it's not niggas just trying to be delusional. Like, no, no, no. We're not talking crazy. We talking 200 plus episodes of evidence that our podcast is motherfucking amazing, nigga. And for Kanye, nigga, Five beats a day for three something. Like, when I know the work I put in, I'm going to fucking act like I put in that work, dog. I'm going to move around like a nigga who put in his work. I'm going to move like somebody who done did day 10,000 hours, dog. And if I got my 10,000 hours, what you not going to tell me is my shit ain't dope. And Kanye moved from before his shit was even dope. Because I remember um, when he got when he finally got signed to Rockefeller and they had the Chaining Day shit and Hove was doing the Blueprint Tour in fucking uh, Chicago and they did all that. I remember Kanye saying, yo, that freestyle, the part, they always they cut it at the same part. When he get his chain and that nigga say, I'm the newest member of the Rockefeller, Rockefeller team, team and I'm going to make Damon J mad more cream. And that nigga was like, y'all never hear the rest of that because it's the worst freestyle I ever spit in my life. That nigga said, I embarrassed myself in front of my whole city. He hated that nigga was like, I thought Dame was going to unsign me after I fucking spit that freestyle. And he was like, you literally see I'm the newest member of the Rockefeller team. I make Dame and Jay mad more cream. And then you see me and Jay walking off. And he was like, Jay was literally in my ear telling me, nigga, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Like, I know that I know that wasn't what you wanted to do. Let it go. Nigga, we got shit to do. dog. Can you think about. Can you think about. Jay-Z fronting on you. And then you being so fucking big, he want to do an album with you. Because, yo, when Dame was the only one over here that believed... Nigga... And Dame, at first, didn't want to do it Dame didn't want to do it either, but Dame didn't really know. Dame knew you as a producer. Like, that's just what it was, nigga. Oh, you did the beast for Jay. But Dame one of the niggas out that'd be like, fuck it, let's see. Let's see. I give it a shot. And Dame was the only nigga that said, let's see how I give it a shot. And Dame a loyal nigga. He is. If I fuck with you, I fuck, I'll with, fuck you. with you. If it don't work, we'll figure it out. But Period. If I fuck with you, I fuck with That's you. That's it. Nigga. But everybody else over there. Because it wasn't just Jay. And shout out to Miff Bleak. Miff Bleak. Yo, Bleak scene was crazy, dog. And what's so crazy is, yo, Miff Bleak ain't never did a thing to nobody, dog. At all. Never. Bleak made his albums wore his do-rag and, and move. And always been a solid nigga. That's it. Have you ever heard somebody say a bad thing about no. Bleak? No. Nigga, even now, Bleak just a businessman. Yo, CEO Memphis Bleak. I'm sorry doing what I gotta do. Ain't nobody had never had nothing bad. Bleak to say do about his Bleak. motherfucking thing and chill, dog. He catched the raw end of the deal. He did. He the reason the niggas got Lamborghini doors. If it wasn't Come for the round here video Come with on, that caddy like he the reason. Come on, dog. Yeah, that video. <laughs> he the reason that. Come on, man. <laughs> now, now T.I. was on that video. Yep. Monsterverse. Yep. Hey, man, Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy got off. Yeah. But that helped T.I. in New York City. Nigga. That, that helped. helped. Bro, that literally lifted T.I. to. Okay. National feature artist. Come on, Outside dog. of the South. Come on, dog. Like, oh, man. Bleak. Bro. Some of Jay's best verses was on Bleak Projects. 
or Bleak rapped them. So no. <laughs> or that. that one verse. But no, no, I won't no. even do but that like, to Bleak. Even like Hope Bleak doing... said himself, my the best rap I ever rapped, Jay Z wrote it. That was on Coming of Age. Yeah, and that was that one verse. But I'm like, nigga, I'm not Coming of Age one. was was nigga that was Young Bleak. I'm not mad at Jay writing that verse for you at that time, nigga. Like, and you still had to deliver it, and you nigga delivered it crazy. But nigga, like. With what Bleak said in that scene on the dock when he came out, like dog, that's exactly what my man did to him. Come on, dog. the haters gonna come. Facts, like it, Facts. It, it happened right after. It happened in the moment, nigga. Like they coming, dog, from your own hometown. They coming, bro, nigga. Who taught you how to do it? It was him and No ID. Nobody else taught you how to get behind the boards, nigga. It's two people. And really, at some point in your career, both of them kind of hated on you, dog. Think about how that's dope. fucked up. Think about how dope Chicago. Think about how dope Kanye is for Chicago. Because on my first album, who I put on that motherfucker? I put on Common. Yep. On my first album. Yep. Because I, I Common need is just do. Yep. I put on Twister. Yep. On my first album. Yep. Because Twister, Twister need is fucking just do. do. I gave Twister the actual record that put on his album. Facts. The Kamikaze album is my favorite Twister album. Facts. Kanye, and that's Twister's best album. Kanye birthed Common's new career. Yo, B he, is one of the greatest albums of all time. He birthed Twister's resurgence. Yeah. Fam. He and, birthed he birthed Jamie Foxx resurgence. No, he birthed Jamie Foxx's singing career. Yeah, because that's Jamie Foxx's singing career prior to that was a cassette. It was a cassette and it was forgotten. And it was t-shirt in my panties. And it was too late. It was like 90-something. Yeah. Like the, the, Again, the, it was Adina Howard. The decade of people, I was 10. Yeah. So that's not shit I'm looking at. You know what no. I'm saying? Like, but like, no, Jamie Foxx being taken seriously as this triple threat musician, actor, comedian. Yo, the musician part, Kanye is responsible for it. 100%. Because when I put you on Slow Jams, now they was listening. And then... We got your album, and it was, oh, shit, this nigga dropped damn near a classic out the gate. But it wasn't even out the gate because you've been here before, and it didn't make noise, nigga. Motherfucker, shit, J. Ivy. Yes. That poem? GLC. GLC, yo, GLC Spaceship Verse is one of the greatest verses of all GLC is a, <laughs> a real gangster. GLC is a, a, he's a real respected man. He's a real respected man, and he's a really good rapper. Yes, he is. Consequence. Romfest. These is good rappers, dog. Like, nigga, hey, Consequence and Romfest, nigga, if they had a fucking child, it'd have been, uh, what's dog that wrote for Kanye on Life of Pablo? And, uh, from Atlanta, Sahai. Hey, Consequence and Romfest, niggas like Sahai exist because of how y'all rap, nigga. Because Romfest rap like that. Or, I'm sorry, Sahai rap like that. Like, all, but all these niggas, yo. Think about so common resurgence. Man. Twister resurgence. Bro. Introducing Rhyme Fest. Fan. Chief Keith. J dog. Chief Keith. Drill music don't exist without, without Kanye, Kanye West. I know that sounds no, wild. No, no. Chief Keith was doing all the numbers in the world on YouTube. Everybody loved I don't like on YouTube. Everybody loved I don't like on no. streams. Not everybody. A very uh, well, a, yeah. a niche audience well, like the 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 audience who loved it loved it, but Chief Keef becomes global superstar Chief Keef who made a billion thousand dollars 
and don't even got to be on much else these days and still got money is because, yo, Kanye said, yo, this is the hardest song out of my city, and I'm about to do a good music remix. I used to listen to Kanye West, uh, all his mixtapes. Uh-huh. Um, there's so many different verses that uh, from his mixtapes that actually made it onto the album in, in different places and shit. Yeah. Um, but he, when he said, niggas talk so much shit about me and barbershops, they forget to get their hair cut. I can't think of the nigga name that we've been dissing this whole time, but No ID Studio yeah. initially was a studio. And guess and what? They, they turned that, they sold it and yep. turned it into a barbershop. Yep. And they yep. just went like, so I didn't, I didn't get that. I'm like, how niggas hating on you? We Triple entendres, nigga. Nah, niggas talk shit, so much shit about me. They forget they get their head cut. Bro. Okay, fair enough. I don't be here enough. That nigga comment told y'all real rappers is hard to find. Like the, the remote. remote. Control, Control rap is out of. of. Used, used to, to but I, still, I come still on, got love. Come on, man. That nigga, that was his comeback verse. Niggas told me that was a whack verse. Well, oh my god, the internet said it. Yeah, the nah, Twitter nah, said nah. it. Nah, Twitter was fucking lying that like, day, come bro. On, my nigga. But like all this shit happened. Bolder than Denver, ain't a mad rapper, just an MC with a temper. Come on, dog. You dancing for money like honey? I did this my, my way. way. And when the industry crashed, I survived like, like Kanye. Kanye. Come on, dog. Man. And all this shit happened. It's like a three-year span. Before, like, we ain't even on part two of the doc. We ain't got to the rest of college dropout. We've gotten two words, Jesus walks, all false now. Let's talk about Scarface. I saw niggas online shitting on Scarface, saying he was bold for not coming back to the studio, and he should have did this, and should have did that. he came in. No, no, no. He listened to two tracks. My nigga, you want me to put a chorus on Jesus walks? How the fuck you going to What the put, fuck he was going to rap to Jesus Walks? You play me Jesus Walks as it is now. I heard Jesus Walks before Jesus, well, at least the first verse, before yeah. Jesus Walks came out because he had that shit on his mixtapes. Yeah. He would play the first verse and it was that he was, and then when it goes to the second, you know what the Midwest is? Young and restless. restless. Uh, uh, and then uh, it, niggas. And, and then it would just fade out. Yeah. He played the first joint, right? But. You play me Jesus Walks as it is now. You want me to come up with a hook on the spot, nigga? That song perfect. Yeah. I can't man. add shit to it. Bro, I got nothing for it. And then when he played him, uh, what did he play next, dog? Family Business. Family Business. And, like, he wanted them Jesus Walks, right? And, yeah. Because this is a moment of insecurity for Kanye. Yep. Right? Because I need somebody, I need a cosign to walk me in to make it feel good for me yep. to, to talk about Jesus. Yep. So I need I need Scarface. Scarface got to tell me this my shit. I'm glad Scarface didn't jump on that song. And Face said, "What else you got?" Because and then he played Family Business, which sounds exactly like my block. On my block, that sound exactly like the fucking song you produced for Face. But what's so funny is he wasn't even trying to play him. Uh, Family, Family Business. He literally wanted Jesus Walk. Right. That was it. So as a rapper who goes into a studio, if a nigga turn on a beat. And you don't have something for it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fuck the song. No, up. no, no. I'm not finna force it. Now he 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 sound like he wanted to jump on family business. Yeah, but like family business is already, it's already complete. And here was the thing: when he played family business, here was the thing: you wanted a hook for Jesus walks. When you played family business, Face wanted to do a verse. Um, and you uh, rocking like, a hard place, my nigga. And I think because kids. 
Yeah. Who commented on this shit right now. Yeah. Y'all think niggas just go in the booth and start mumbling some shit how these niggas do now. And then that's not no, how it happened. No, niggas got real writing processes. Niggas will sit down with the beat, listen to it, and try to come up with it. And if I can't add to it, I'm not gonna do you know how many niggas turned down in the club? My nigga. I got the original in the club beat. How about that? If Bro. I can find the city, like I know who made the beat. It wasn't Dr. Man. Dre. Man. He put his I know a nigga named Jay Bird made it. Yeah. Right? I got the original beat on the seat. You know how many niggas passed up in the you know how many famous rappers? Who said, hey, I passed up on the in the club beat. Well, I passed yeah. up on this beat. I passed up on this beat. Cause they didn't, they didn't hear. They didn't see the vision. Just cause a nigga don't jump on the songs don't mean Scarface was playing Kanye West, dog. Fam, you know how many niggas go in a studio, listen to some shit, might even record some shit. And yeah, it never end up on a joint that that's, we hear. That's what I dislike about how y'all did Tupac. Most of the music. And the opinions of Tupac or the nigga rap the same. He always say Hennessy and this and that and that. Because y'all heard shit that wasn't never supposed to come out. Yeah. Listen to my five albums that I yeah. released. These are the five. Because every not one. Not posthumous. Not none of that. Every one of those albums sound different than the last one. Yeah. None of them albums ever sounded the same. Yeah. From Strictly For My Niggas to um, All Eyes On Me. To the double album, or I'm sorry, not all eyes on me. Um, me against the world, me against the yeah. world, all eyes on me. The double yeah. album and see, and low key track uh, CD one and CD two don't don't sound the same at all. Um, it's hard for me. It's hard for another album to beat book one of all eyes on me. I got you. Like just that by itself, yeah. it's hard. You can put that up to against. Insert, a lot of fucking albums. My problem other, with All Eyes on Me was the fact it was a double album because this one is fucking crazy. And I, I've been listening to it all weekend, and I like this too. Yeah, this too got joints. You know what I'm saying? It's joints on there, but, but it like, was like, it was, to your point, when a you far go, cry from the first one. When you find whatever them hip-hop albums is, the greatest of all time, yeah. book one stands right next to each either, either one yeah, of the yeah. images. Facts. And we ain't even got to... Other shit. The rest of that. Right. Yeah. And then Machiavelli. Yep. None of them bitches sound the same. It's literally a different sound. Yeah. Because through all those albums, music, production, and instrument, all that yeah. shit shines. Yeah. Now, when you got every studio session any nigga done did from across the country with pot, they released that shit. Yeah. Now you done flooded the market with subpar material. Every freestyle I ever did. And pieces of songs. I'm, I'm, I'm piecing this shit. It's like a comedian working out material before he put the, put together his set, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got a bunch of shit that got out. Man, that's not... You can't put that on, on Scarface like, yo, he fronted on him. He ain't never come back to the studio. And that this, wasn't even Kanye's studio. Like, fam, this is the other thing, too, dog. Kanye caught face in the middle of the day. Like, none of this was, like, planned. This wasn't a fucking scheduled session, dog. This was, yo, I got to catch face while he here. And, a, and, a, and that's crazy because that ended up in the Through the Wire video. Yes. Literally him leaning over the fucking desk in that damn tight ass jersey. And then walking across the street because these yeah, yeah, about facts. to get by a car. With the Astros me. jersey. Yep, yep. Um, which I still have that Astros jersey, by the way. It's in my closet right now. Um, The fucking moment with Scarface was nothing. If anything, that was a less for yay. Oh, Scarface would have whacked that shit. Bro. But Scarface, one of my favorite rappers ever. He would have. You cannot. He would have killed Jesus walks. Family business. He wouldn't have added shit to Jesus walks. Family business is what 
Like, come on. Family man. business is Scarface. Like, that's, it's a reason he lit up the way he lit up when he heard the family business beat. Because my nigga, it's literally on my block. It's the same style of beat. Like, the way the fucking cadence said, same shit, nigga. For some reason, it don't feel like Kanye tapped into all my feature status. Even though we mentioned a lot of people, yeah. these niggas is relatively unknown Bro, look to at the who mainstream. We, yo, I got Talib, because Talib might be the fucking biggest rapper I know at the moment. Like, who I could, like, call on my phone right now and get yeah. to do me this favor. I got most, because most might be the second biggest rapper I know at the moment. And the most that y'all know now, and y'all didn't fuck with No, in like 2002, that. y'all wasn't. Come on, dog. Now, I got every most album ever made on come my phone on, right dog. now. Y'all, y'all niggas ain't cry when Omi says play, bro. Y'all wasn't there. Y'all, y'all thought it was a Jordan commercial. Y'all didn't fuck with him until it was a Jordan commercial. Come on, dog. That's what y'all thought, you bro. You niggas ain't fuck with most until you seen him on Brown Show. Nah, you niggas wasn't Miss Fat Booty and dog. Y'all just wasn't. Ooh. That nigga was barring y'all to death. I know. Bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> come on, dog. Yeah, that's but. I, yeah, that's, that's legitimately one of my favorite songs ever. Damn, the song is fucking amazing, dog. Um. Most Def is one of the greatest fucking rappers to ever walk earth. And fortunately, he was a friend of Ye's, nigga, because if he wasn't, Kanye wouldn't have been able to put together two words the way that he put it together. Yo, Kanye putting Most Def and Freeway on two words also taught me about Kanye's ear, nigga. Because these is two niggas that I never would have heard on the same fucking song, nigga. He put that in the rap, too. I take... Most dev put him on a song or something. I bro, forget, but it was amazing. The and then, nigga, comment, bro, by then, nigga, the light was over. Nobody was listening for common shit no more at that point, dog. Common had kind of come and gone as like this really fucking good rapper from Chicago who just was like, eh, he got weird. He came out with the fucking, uh, with the post Erica Badu fit. Niggas wasn't really feeling common. And then we ain't seen him for a bunch of years. And then he drops this fucking amazing verse on Kanye. And then they put out B. And then you get reminded that Kanye is, or I'm sorry, Common is one of the fucking greatest rappers to do this shit. All this shit happens because of fucking Ye, dog. And I think what we're seeing in part one of this doc, as we're seeing this shit build up, fam, we saw Kanye meet Pharrell for the first time. Live in person. Two of my homegirls is in that scene, by the way. They the first two girls to walk through, or I'm sorry, they're two of the last three girls to walk by with Pharrell, nigga. Shout out to PR and Ashley. Um, but we saw Ye meet Pharrell, and Ye looked like, oh shit, nigga. I can't wait to it's see Pharrell. The, I can't wait to see the full version of the video that we saw. Man. We've seen a couple yeah. times when Pharrell yeah. he listened to the whole verse like he's yeah. not interested. And then take his hat off. Yeah. And I want to see all that Bro, shit together. So in it's funny, a lot of these clips, I also remember seeing. Similar, like it was like the same day in uh black album, like yeah. like it's like oh I were, or like same studio, That's same so wild because I went to the movies and seen that shit. Oh, I one hundred percent saw Fade to Black at Fairlane AMC. You know, yeah. I wasn't even like a the biggest J fan at the time. Yeah, no, I was in Fairlane AMC, standing on the seats at ten a.m. I left East Lansing. Drove all the way down to fucking Fairlane, back to crib, just so I could fucking see Fade to Black. And then it was 10 a.m. I was standing there screaming what we do, singing that shit, rapping along, crying my ass off at Fade to Black. But these was a lot of the same studio sessions. 
And to know the genius and the brilliance that came out between these two rap albums, nigga, with College Dropout and Fade to Black, that's crazy to me, dog. Man, what's so crazy is I, uh, you know, I'm into the cameras and shit now. Yeah, yeah. But I've always had a camera. Yeah. Like, uh, all I, times. When I was up at Michigan State, uh, hanging with Dan and Jay Grant and, yeah. and all the motherfuckers, I always had a fucking camera with me and shit, dog. And I used to film all type of shit. Yeah. Nigga, broke in my truck and stole my fucking camera, dog. Damn. All my fuck man. Always, always. I had nigga, so dog. much shit, dog. I had so much shit, niggas. Yo, this is what we do in the dorms and shit. Like we was going up there and hang out, get drinking and shit. Before we go out, we hang a motherfucking cup on, from the ceiling. And act like that motherfucker oh was my, the, like the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like we was so many. It's so much shit I used to have on that motherfucking camera, dog. Yeah. Nigga broke my shit and stole that shit, dog. Damn, dog. I I'm think like, if um, y'all gonna steal a nigga camera, leave the tapes. Please. What you doing with these you know, tapes? You throwing it out, like, nigga. Leave my shit, dog. My first sex tapes on there. Probably had a, <laughs> I had a camera. You feel me? Yo, it's like, time to wrap this motherfucker up, dog. It's time to get out of here, bro. I'm That's when saying, it's time to get out of here. I was on it early. So what um so we seen part one, we saw, you know, Kanye ascend to being signed and getting what he wanted and finally getting the opportunity to put his shit out. I want to see graduation. I want to see um, album two and three, Kanye. I'm I'm praying that because again we know how long Cootie filmed, but I'm praying that part two and three is where we see Kanye coming to. I wonder where Kanye feels comfortable enough to start flexing on niggas. Yeah, because he always did it on the shy way. Yeah, and you know I'm kind of best, better you niggas and shit like, like under his breath. I type think shit. I'm better than y'all, but I kind of like when I say it, I feel like uh maybe I shouldn't have said it. Yeah, but like I hope like when we go to part two, like I want part two and three essentially to be uh late registration and dropout or uh, graduation. So like he said, he tried to put this out in 2006. But Kanye said he was too. He didn't want it out because he yeah. was embarrassed. Still, he was embarrassed that niggas fronted on him. He was not comfortable with seeing. Yeah, he was a he was he was too cool. Because in two thousand six, fronting on Kanye didn't. It still wasn't universally stupid to do. In twenty twenty two, he said they tried to pull out in twenty thirteen. Yeah, uh, something happened and it didn't come out. Yeah, and um, it was it just ended up just being time. Yeah. I'm um I'm also very curious to see not just what these other two parts capture, but like if we go, how much of a time span we go over? Because like this first one, we essentially go from '98 to '04 in this first one, so we got six really? years out of yeah. that. Did it, did it, did the album drop yet in this first one? No, it didn't. But I'm we right there, right? Yeah. Like we we on the verge of it dropping, so we might be in late '03. By the end of this, but the album ain't dropped yet. Cause Kanye was on Deaf Poetry doing these verses. Yeah, I listened to the, you know what I'm saying. Man. Before the album came out, I was doing Bittersweet. Yep. It's gonna be yep. the death for me, bro. I don't know so I'm curious to see what part two and three gives us, man. That shit drops uh, Wednesday, so we'll we'll see that. We'll, Is it gonna be Tuesday midnight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll hit Netflix Tuesday midnight. So literally, our next time in the studio. We'll have the genius out. We'll have Snowfall out. We'll have Bel Air out. Oh, that's too much content. That's a lot. I feel like we might have to double up. We might have to, dog. Or I know. I mean, I know. I got a. Let's see. Uh, I got sessions on Thursday. Got you at eight thirty p.m. 
So I'll be up here if we want to. Uh, we can get in this bitch five o'clock. Five thirty. I don't whenever. have nothing scheduled for Wednesday right now. Yeah. So we may be able to knock out. But I'm thinking if we can get, we probably do what. So look, if we knock out, because on Wednesday both the bitches gonna be available Tuesday night. Right. So if we knock out, no, nah, Bel Air ain't out till third or uh, Snowfall don't come out till it air. Why? What I'm saying on Wednesday, is if on Wednesday we can knock out Genius, yeah, Bel Air don't drop till Thursday, uh-huh. so that's Wednesday midnight. Yeah. So on. yeah, so we we gonna do Bel. I mean, unless we do Bel Air on Wednesday and then Snowfall and um, or no, we have to do Genius Thursday, Genius Wednesday, and then and then Snowfall and. We'll figure it out, dog. Because I'm also like, shit, nigga. Now that we didn't kind of... Because with Bel Air and Genius, we had to talk Luckily, about, like, everything. Now we can talk specifically about the episode that's yeah. in the air. So I'm like, we come here Thursday. We can get each of them an hour and then get the rest of the time up here to Snowfall, nigga. We'll figure it out, dog. But just know, man, the content is coming. Um, For all the Power fans oh, who shit. watching we for did, us... Uh, Will did send some messages in, man. Uh, oh, shit. Play the homie. Uh, Shout out to Will, man. Will from Dayton. What up? Uh, Let me go ahead and take a look. How do you... All right, messages. All right, let's see what Will talking about. Don't get it wrong, because it's always wrong. From Desadon, you can buy rock, glocks, or hair and bone. You can ask my man, he's a mile reader. He keep an eye heater all the time. This is how we grind. Meet up at the cemetery and get smoked out. Pass the weed, nigga. This Hennessy and keep it key, nigga. Everywhere I go, niggas holler at me. Keep it real, G. And my reply to they kill me. Act up if you feel me. I was born not to make it. Still, I did. The tribulations of a ghetto kid. Still, I rise. What up, fellas? It's your boy Will from Dayton, man. My dog. Calling in, checking up on y'all cats. Um, I'm liking the force, man. It got, it got that the old school western type feel to it. Motherfucker come in town, take over it, you know, the whole shit to come with it. So that's good. I was wondering had y'all uh checked out the uh, the new Bel Air show. Um, I think they did real good with that, man. They of course we know it's a dramatization, but they did real good at uh adding uh certain hold up. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job, like, uh, bringing up some of the old plot lines from the first one and kind of their background. If you remember it, some people don't even remember the first first episode, so they kind of give them criticism. But, you know, they did something good with Jeffrey. If you remember one of Jeffrey's backstories, and, you know, they kind of it looked like they taking that, uh, you know, with this this new new day. You can't be having all them fat jokes and shit. So it look like they just made Uncle Phil like a middleweight boxer and shit. <laughs> Carlton, I guess you can't be nerd shaming too much too. So they kind of gave him like that pompous jerk athlete. He in there looking like a unique badass. But they did a good job with that shit, man. I was wondering <laughs> what y'all thought about badass. that. And wondering too, man, have y'all seen Entourage since? Like that wasn't, I feel like that show wasn't too long ago. Hold on, I got one more message, fellas. My bad. Yeah, man. I was checking out Entourage. I caught a rerun or something. I was looking at it on my phone. But, bro, the way this motherfucker R used to talk to Lloyd, how much of that shit do you think of fly today? <laughs> Keep in mind, that shit wasn't that long. But, yo, this motherfucker used to be saying some shit to Lloyd, man. Damn. 
And uh, I don't like what they're doing <laughs> with Ashley character either in that Bel Air, just on the side topic. But whatever. I ain't going to even go there. I was running to I got a question for y'all. Who do y'all think, in the spirit of euphoria, who do y'all think has portrayed a drug addict on screen the best that y'all seen? Movie or show? Just a few guys out there. All right, fellas, y'all keep it going, man. Fucks with y'all podcast. Love y'all niggas. One. Hey, Will, we appreciate you, bro. Um, shit, few questions in there. Let's start with uh, uh, Entourage. I'm starting there because I was sick this past week. I think I got food poison on Valentine's Day. Um, so I was in bed, literally. <laughs> Not going to that restaurant. <laughs> bro, what's fucked up is, like, I think it was, like, one specific item. Like, anything else was fire. But uh, I've been in bed since Tuesday. Nigga, I just rewatched Entourage this whole past week, bro. Like, I barely got to our content because I've been watching Entourage. Entourage was such a good show, though. Bro, it's one of my favorites. Um, You think we should do a a Patreon? Uh, we can 1,000% do that yeah. on Entourage. Bro, that's my shit, dog. But it's funny that Will asked that because I did just watch Entourage, like, all of them since Tuesday, nigga. Ari is based off a real person. Yes. Uh, Ari Emanuel, um, a.k.a. Rahm Emanuel's brother. Uh, Rahm Emanuel from Chicago. Also used to be the, um, used to run the Federal Reserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means he's an evil man. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ari Emanuel <laughs> is his brother. Them niggas look just alike. Ari was out there at, uh, I think it was CMA, was where he worked first. When Ari, the character, used to work for uh, Terrence, that was the CMA version. And then that nigga realized, yo, I'm bigger than all this shit. I'm bigger than Nino Brown, nigga. And he went out there and he started his own shit and became a fucking magnet at that damn talent agency shit. But uh, to answer your question, Ari was kind of like the star of the show, dog. Fam, Ari won, them niggas had eight seasons. I think Ari won four Emmys. Because, like, at the end of the day, as much as I love the show and the yeah. camaraderie and how yeah, every yeah. episode kind of ended on a good note, yeah. um, also... Damn, I just realized this shit. Entourage was what's the show that was on Stars? Uh, Stars, Stars, Stars. Power. It came on after Power with Mike. Uh, uh, oh, um, Survivor's Remorse. Yeah, same yeah, show. Yeah. Same show. It's a black version. Yep. Uh, the same show. And um, you got the one one friend who get into the 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 the, the agent. Yeah, and he's a friend yep. agent, and he's ends up being bigger than this. And it was really about one star, and then and. The whole nine yards. Same show. Bro. But, like, I tuned in to see Ari cuss the fuck out of somebody. Though. Jeremy Piven won a Golden Globe and three consecutive Emmys as Ari. That nigga is one of the greatest TV characters of all time. And then followed up with Smoking Aces. <laughs> Shout out to Common. Yo. Common, you owe Kanye everything. Shout to, <laughs> Kanye, Shout to Kanye got you your <laughs> Kanye got you your acting career. Shout out to Taraji. <laughs> And Alicia um, Keys. Facts. Yo, somebody said Alicia Keys got her soulmate, but in return, they took all her musical talent. <laughs> Yo, um, a question I asked on Facebook, and somebody actually reported this. I thought it was kind of weird because I was being serious. Who taught y'all to hate Alicia Keys? Because y'all turned y'all back on her real heavy talk. Because Mashonda was such a nice person. Yo, and Mashonda's still nice. And, She's and so nice the, that she be thing. with Alicia Keys. No, that's the thing. Because you would think that she would like turn catty and yeah. do it. She never no. did Mishanda's nothing bad. Like, no, dog. And I'm like, yo, again, 
Y'all turned on Alicia Keys because y'all don't mind y'all business. Because y'all don't know shit about what her and Swiss Beats was doing or what Swiss Beats and Mashonda was doing at the time. Y'all have no clue. Y'all don't know them people, dog. Um, But to answer Will's question, no, Ari couldn't say none of that shit to Lloyd, dog. In today's climate, if Ari said any of that shit to Lloyd, Entourage wouldn't have made it past season one, bro. And season two, because that's really when he started getting his shit off on Lloyd. <laughs> was season two, dog. No pun intended. Yeah, facts. Um, but no, nah, Ari couldn't have got away with that shit for nothing. Uh, other question you asked, man. Best drug addict character. I'm going to go ahead and step out there and say it. I don't think anybody is touching Zendaya with the way she's portrayed Rue in two and a half seasons of uh, Euphoria. I got to think about that. Like, the only other person that stood out immediately to me for his drug addicts was uh, Sam Jackson as Gator. He killed uh, uh, Jungle Fever, dog. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. We all saw the corner. Facts. Oh, girl. A really good drug now, addict. Now, granted, she didn't play the drug addict in just about everything she did other than being Olivia Pope mama. I think Olivia Pope mama might be the only role she was clean, dog. Every other role, I think she was a drug addict. So she kind of got a lot of fucking help. <laughs> like, you you playing yourself, nigga. Like, it's to the point. Like, she plays such a good drug addict, I'm scared she might be on drugs. This is the nigga. quote. Uh, Pre-Swiz, Alicia Keys is magical. Post-Swiz, not so much. It's almost like God was like, okay, you can have your soulmate, but you won't be able to sing or make good music anymore. <laughs> Man. And even that's false, because, nigga, she on fucking, uh, she clowning on that Fabio song, nigga. That shit hard as fuck. And she was um, clowning on a song with Miguel on her album last year, nigga. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that um, Zendaya is the best actor on this show. Who you think better? Cassie. Cassie Cat, that's the blonde, right? Yeah. Yo, Cassie be going off. Like she be going off. We, we, we like ignore how yeah. how talented that portion is. I was watching. I, I've, I've caught up, right? Yeah. Yo, she plays this crazy, angry, hurt. Like, yeah. yo, no, she does very fucking well. At it's that. it's 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 good. Yo, so what I said last night, um, you fully caught up. Yeah. Okay, so after last night's episode, I was like, yo. This is across the board. This is Zendaya. This is Cassie. This is Maddie. This is everybody. They really be on their acting, dog. Like, it's, like, absurd how these motherfuckers is on their act. Bro, the scene, I think it might have been last week when the episode goes off with Rue's mom calling the fucking rehab spot. And they telling her, yeah, no, we, she just needs to stay home and uh, detox. We ain't taking her. And she was begging. Like I know we focus on Zendaya because yeah. she's the star of this show. Yo, man, this it's acting is superb Yo, all the way around. What's happening on Euphoria acting-wise is a clinic, dog. Cassie really been showing the fuck out. Cassie been getting it in. Because Cassie, she been getting it in so much that she'll go from angry to crazy to victim, victim to sad to crying to horny in five minutes, nigga, and nail every one of them emotions, bro. No, no, we weren't together. They would, they would like, bro, no. nigga. They acting so good on there. Do you ever watch the little thing at the end where they talk about the episode and shit? Mm-hmm. So that's actually really fucking good. Like better. I don't normally watch that on shows, but it's like better than most shows because they have the whole cast talk about. Mm-hmm. The episode. Um, nigga, I'm watching that one day. 
And this nigga Nate start talking. This nigga's Australian. Accent heavy than a motherfucker. I was like, bro. My only frustration with this show is like, this is not realistic for me for high school kids. Yeah. It like, ain't my it ain't my high school. Like you got you got your high school girlfriend living with you? Bro. You told her to pack a bag and now she lives with you? Yeah. Like, this is just weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, him saying, yo, pack your shit and you just come stay with me and one, the fact that it happened, but two, the fact that he didn't even ask his mama. Neither parent had an issue with it. My nigga. Your mom didn't even say nothing when you left. She just watched you walk out the door and go get in a nigga car to never come home again. But then you went over to that nigga Nate crib. His mama walked out, seen you, and you hey. just said, hey, good night. Going in your son room. And nobody talked? Nah, bro. Wouldn't happen. This but, just seems like these don't, they seem like the age that they really are. Yeah, like, like these are some fucking grown-ass 20-year-olds. And for me, this show would be no less intense Yeah, if if they were at a different level or a period in their life. Yeah. yeah. If it I wasn't school where they was, they was hanging out at, yeah. it was a job that yeah. they all worked yeah. at. Or, Shit, our college campus. Yeah. If this was set in college, I do think that it would still hit exactly the same. Nigga. It would probably hit. It might hit different, it like hit, in a like, in a better. It may hit the people, because I do think, this is me just spitballing. Yeah. I think what's going on in this show more closely resembles what's going on in college than, shortly after high school. Than most high schools. Than yeah. most high schools. Now, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in any yeah. high school, but most high schools, it probably resembles what happens like first, second year of college. My only issue with Euphoria this season is... um, What is this shit about? I get that, but that ain't even my biggest issue. My biggest issue is... Season one did a better job, and that's not to. I think this season has been phenomenal. I've enjoyed the fuck out of it. But season one, I think, did a stronger job at spreading the stories across all characters. Season two, I feel like, has pretty much been Rue, which we gonna get. She the main character, and then Nate, Cassie, Maddie, that little triangle right there. But we not getting much of Cat, who was a big part of season one. Her and the little like the. Uh, chat rooms and all that freaky shit that was i thought that was interesting because i'm like yo there are young women out here right now the only fans and all that they making money living a whole separate life that we don't know shit about dog and i'm like that in my mind was interesting because i'm like i would have been interested to see if they focused on how dangerous that could get for her not just like yeah I niggas doing i think they should have killed her it could have happened because this happens, bro. Other than that, you just made like, oh, shit, you can make a lot of money doing that shit. Let me and, go do it. And, bro, like the fact that and not I just that sound wild when I said that shit have killed her. Yeah, but like, but like even like they ain't even need to make it like dangerous on some like, yo, you meeting one of these niggas in real life and they fucking you up. They could have made it show, dangerous. Like I watched a show on a woman who looks damn near exactly like that on Vice yeah, and about yeah. how dangerous it was. Bro, they could have made it dangerous even as simple as. My nigga, if somebody find out that you online doing this shit, this could fuck up your whole life. Nigga, you get kicked out of school. You can get you can't get a job. You can't go to college. Like, it's so many different dangers that they could have focused on. I feel like they just stepped completely away from that shit. But other than that, man, Euphoria is putting on a fucking acting clinic. Everybody on this show, to the parents, to the kid, they all going crazy. Low-key actor on this show who get her shit off every week when we see her at least. Uh, Rue Little Sister. Storm Reed. 
Bro, she be I be sad as fuck when they put her on the screen, dog. Like so, when it comes to acting, uh, you gotta give me some other than anger and crying, though. Yeah, because them yeah. are the two ones that's real. Yeah. Easy. So what's I so think like, where they've done a really good job to go away from them two emotions is with uh Fez and and Cassie's sister. Yeah. N- nigga, they scenes be like a whole different like light, bro. That's that's, that's acting to me. Yeah. Because, like, and it's not a shot for the Zenzay or whatever, but like when I'm in. My drunk mode, all I'm doing is hoeing you, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I, I got an attitude, yeah. I mean, I'm saying mean shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, everybody can't do that, but like anger is one of the easiest yeah, emotions yeah. for anybody to tap into because yeah. we've all been angry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like even uh, the most recent episode, Zendaya, little shit. Like you look at her when they was flashing to her in the audience, she looked clean now. She was making them little silly ass face. Like it was just like, oh shit, this is light. And for the for the audience, it feels good to see her in that because it's like, all right, we get to step away from seeing you fucking beat down and high. All I saw time, someone man. on Twitter say, um, "What fucking high school will put this play on?" Nigga, I just wrote on Facebook on uh, on this weekend culture page. What was the budget? Because my nigga, they had the liquor store. Where they live at? It's a fictional town in California. Oh, they rich though. Yeah, yeah. So this is yeah, this is some rich except shit that they made up. Except with Ruth Day. Yeah, ruin the Ruta the poor kid. And shit. How's she there? I feel like she, she not th- getting good grades, right? Shit, she barely in school, nigga. Right. So nigga like, fucking real. I don't Anna, think Anna. she got grades. Oh, that's probably not a private school. Rue so. getting incompletes around this motherfucker, dog. Um, but Euphoria been going crazy. Uh, will to answer your point, I will have to think about it some more. But as far as playing a fucking drug addict, I'm giving it to Zendaya, nigga. I I just that episode five of this shit was one of the fucking craziest shits I've ever seen in my life, nigga. She she wilded out, dog. Um, but Sam Jackson got a fucking he got a point in there. Halle Berry got a point in there. It's a few niggas who done played dope fiends that I was like, all right. Shit, Kendrick Lamar, if if we count to like 20, I, I might like throw I, him in there. I feel <laughs> yeah. like I've, I didn't seen dope. I mean, people, I can't think right now, yeah. play um, addicts, but they was actually shooting up in the scenes mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yo, one of the strongest drug. And where the fuck is, why ain't Rue dead? Nigga. Not from drugs, like nigga. No. I gave you thirty thousand dollars worth of work. Oh, where my fucking Yo, money at? You snuck out of my house when I was finna turn you out, nigga. We was finna put you on the block and make my money back. Once you snuck out the window, fam, I'm looking for you now. You can't just go to school. You can't just leave my crib. Like we would have been on the because dog woke up and came in the bathroom in the window, but she had already hopped out. Yeah, my nigga, we on the block that minute, bro. You don't just leave. Now you may not know. Where I live at You might not Cause you don't know me for real I don't even know If she know her real name I know she called her Rue Oh she called her Rue Okay okay But, like, but either you, way You, you might can, not know where I live You can figure out What school I go to My nigga I'm pretty certain In that city y'all live in It's only one high school dog I'll find you And when I find you You either better have 30 bands Or you going on the block And I'm treating you With this heroin And you shooting it and we out here, nigga. Or, or no, she ain't gave her heroin. What she gave her, dog? She gave morphine her or something. morphine. Yeah, and she shot it, dog. Um, old girl acting. That crazy drug dealer lady, dog. Like it take a lot to be able to like be intimidating, and you ain't really saying shit. You just on the screen. This shit. This Fez get shot. I don't know what happened to Fez, but next I feel week like I seen blood on him. It's funny because I just saw a meme as we were talking about this shit. That shit said. 
if there's a scratch on Fez or Ashtray at the end of next week's episode, I'm canceling my HBO Max, nigga. And I feel it. Because Fez is that nigga. And if that snitch nigga fucks some shit up, dog, I'm going to be pissed off, dog. I was waiting on old girl to tell. Why she ain't said nothing? But I can see the police busting his crib. Yeah, yeah, they definitely coming. But I'm like, oh, girl, why you ain't tell after you bumped in the dog in the alley last week? Like, yo. All it takes one split money. Ashtray went to the bathroom. Yo. Missed it. Yo. That nigga, Ashtray, I really feel like he might kill a nigga in real life, dog. He looks insane, nigga. Like, how old is this nigga? Like, he got to be an adult. He can't. He got to be a little person. I want to see one of them uh, them little kids, adults on Instagram, bro, on, in a movie or something. Yeah, shit. dog. Um, yeah, man, good ass fucking show. All right, man, we out of here, man. All right, dog. Get y'all niggas too much content. Yeah, today. y'all y'all getting over contented, and apparently we got to be back in the studio twelve more times this week, nigga. So we'll fuck with y'all. Uh, episodes two eighteen, two nineteen coming soon, man. Till next time, I'm Ant. That's Jay. This week in culture, episode two seventeen. We out. <laughs>